Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Sister Speak Game of Thrones where we discuss Season 3 of the HBO series Game of Thrones from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to Episode 15. Let's get started. Okay. Okay, welcome back, Sister J. Welcome back, Mm -hmm. Sister K. And we are going to be talking about the um, episode titled, And Now His Watch Is Ended. Yep. The fourth episode of the season. The best one. So far, yep. yeah, of it's the season. The best yes. one so far. Yes, it was. I was Ooh. hooping and hollering. I think everybody was. At my TV. Yep. Everybody finally got what they've been asking for. Yep. So, you, where do we start, Sister J? Well, as always, let's start with the first scenes. And that's Jamie and Brienne. Ugh. Well, this was a hot ass mess. It was a mess, but I have to admit, I did not feel sorry for Jamie at all. I did. I know some people felt some sympathy for him. I did, especially when you know he was t- uh, he was all down in that mud and stuff, and they was kicking him, and he was trying to fight with his left hand. No, because all the time that's happening to him, I'm thinking, yeah, and you tried to kill a little boy. Well, true. So no, I, I had no sympathy. I, you know, I agree with that, but I did feel for him, a soldier or knight, um, to have lost his fighting hand. Oh, please. That's the best. That was the best revenge for, or or the best karma for him. Well, that's for all the crap that he's done. But, um, but I still, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting before he fell off his horse in the mud. I thought it was real interesting and revealing all the taunting that those men was doing. Yeah. So that lets you know that everybody in the whole dang kingdom knows that that him and his sister have sex with one another. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, because Stan has sent it to everybody. Well, that's true, too. Everybody knows. Yeah. But Stan... The only one who has not acknowledged it, who I want to, is Daddy Tywin. Yeah, is the daddy. Yeah, I want him in one of their conversations yeah. to say, "Oh, and what's this bullshit I hear about you and your brother?" Now, <laughs> while he's talking mucho shit about Tyrion, yeah, I want him to talk about this incestuous relationship. But he's not, because he know Joffrey <laughs> is their offspring. Hell, he know that. He ain't stupid. Well, but anyway, but still, well, before they even fall off the horse, yeah. They taunting him. Though. Well, not even the taunting. Just him riding the horse. Yep. And you see that big ass. White hand around his yeah, neck. Yeah, they got it. They made a necklace out of his hand. Ugh. That's nasty. That was nasty. Now that part was nasty. I was like, oh hell no, <laughs> that was too much. Well, I got to admit, what I said was, uh, that is gross, but that's what you get. No, 
<coughs> oh yeah. I wouldn't want nobody to have a hand. Hey, you off. know what? They're, Especially in them times. Hey, they ain't got no medicine or morphine. They probably didn't even burn it off on the end. Like I tell people all the time, karma is a bitch, so you don't be doing shit. Well, anyway, okay. I thought it was interesting too that bless Brianne's heart. She she try, she gonna try to help him. Hey, yeah. she was headbutting them dudes, everything, until, you know, a whole bunch of because them put look, out their sword. we all know Jamie has done bad by trying to kill Brant. We know that. But that doesn't mean that, I mean, I still like his character. And I still um, <coughs> feel like he's somewhat honorable, except for that part of his story. But other than that, everything that he has said and done, I have... Somewhat liked, especially last season when he's telling Lady Catelyn, um, your husband, he, he was honorable, whatever, but I think I've been more honorable than him. I've only been with one woman in my life. I didn't lie. Da, 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 da. I mean, different things. Even going as far as to helping, say, Brienne, to me, kind of redeemed him a little bit. Not to me. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, and it has nothing to do, for me, with liking his character or disliking his character. His character is a necessary character on there. But (coughs) I don't feel a damn bit of sympathy for him. And, frankly, they should have kicked him some more. Uh, no. Yeah, because there's consequences to what you do. You know, Sister J, you evil. Hey. Evil. In that sense, yeah, you're going to try to kill a little boy. Well, that's true, yes. Oh, hell no. And him and his effed up family started this whole shit. True. With his crazy offspring, incestuous offspring son, talking about chop his head off. You know? It's his old evil son. That's why they got prohibitions against that shit. Because they're brain <coughs> damaged. Well, well, Joffrey is, but anyway. Anyway, Brienne, right. you know, Brienne, you know, despite all the shit he's done, she is worried about him. She wants to make sure he doesn't die. Because mm. then she can't fulfill her promise. Mm. Oh, she can't fulfill her promise? No way. Because they got captured. <coughs> Damn. So that's not even in her brain. She trying to she trying to uh, preserve herself. Well, that's true. But at the end, you know, the other scene. Oh, she don't have no thought about uh, uh, fulfilling her promise. She has a thought about revenge. That's what the last scenes are. Mm-hmm. She's telling them. You can't die because the little fool's feeling sorry for himself and not eating. He's just because, you know, I'm now nothing without my my I like sword hand. I like what Brienne yeah, said. Yeah, she told him you exactly what, what is true. Of what the other world, parts of the world have felt. No, she said you got a taste of the real yeah, world. Yeah, the real world. Losing just a little bit. Losing something that's important to you and you're going to give up. She's like, you worse than a woman. No, that ain't what she said. What she said was, you got a little taste of the real world where people lose Lose something important to them every day. And you got one little bitty thing. And I agree with her. All the this is a grown ass man, probably in thirty something. Think of all the shit he done done, just being a Lannister. And like the fool said before he cut his arm off, all you got to say is my father. Well, your daddy ain't here. And I agree. You know, think of all the shit he, he done done. All of them done done. 
And then he slept there whining and feeling pity, pity for his damn self because my whole identity's wrapped up in being the king slayer. And he probably <laughs> didn't slay no damn king, no. That's probably embellishment. No, he did. But anyway. No, he did. Anyway. People saw him. Anyway. You know, it's too bad he couldn't have met Brienne on a battlefield or, or, or in a competition before his ass got captured because I bet she would have beat him too. But he, he, he used to excuse, well, I, you know, I've been sitting around in, in, in chains for a year, you know. Oh, hell no. She probably could have beat his ass anyway. Oh, yeah. We know that. Shit. So, oh, yeah. I agree with her. And, and actually, when Brienne got through <laughs> saying what she had to say, and she was sneering at him, too, looking at him like, you piece of shit. You're a coward. Yeah, yeah you got the nerve to be whining and complaining. And I agree with her, because I said to the TV, tell him, girl. <laughs> Shit. Well, I was glad when he started eating. Yeah. I was glad that she spoke up yeah. and kind of shamed him into... She did shame him. You know, eating something and, mm-hmm. like, trying to have the will to survive. Yeah. And I think it's understandable for any person who they identify themselves as something... Or their job is something, and That's they true. lose that. Because people then do their that identity every day. is gone, and you're going to have. It might not be your forever moment, but you're going to have a moment, a day, however long this has been, that you're going to feel pity. You're going to probably want to die. You're not going to want to survive. I freely admit, I don't <laughs> have no patience for that bullshit. Well, because every day above ground is a good day. That's true. Because the only thing, the only thing that doesn't uh, uh, that. But not everyone is you, Sister J. Well, not everyone has the same thought. So it's it's well, understandable that. that some people go through that. It doesn't mean that they're going to go through it forever. Right. But there's also people like me that don't <laughs> have no patience for that bullshit. Oh, Sister J, you know and, what? And which, which, you know, which, you today. which <laughs> at the moment, Brienne was one of them. You she got didn't have no patience for that bullshit. To today. Anyway, let's She's move on. Ass. Let's move on. Then Brienne asked him, how come he why helped come? her? Why, why come? come he helped her? Yes. Because, you know, he told that story about the blue, uh, 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 Tarth being the blue island, uh, 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 sapphire, sapphire island because of sapphires. And it's really because the water's so blue. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. He never did answer her, though. He just right, don't look at Because he doesn't want to admit that he cared about what happened to her. Just like she, if he asked her, why are you trying to make me eat? She's not going to admit that she cares about what happened to him. Mm. Because they're supposed to be adversaries at this point. Mm. But they both care for the other one, quite as it's kept. Well, they both got to survive, <coughs> too. Well, you know. I think it's deeper than that. But, I mean, it hasn't come to that. But I think... At this point, they have kind of bonded through their little walk through the woods mm-hmm. towards King's Landing. Okay. And he doesn't want to see her hurt, and she doesn't want to see him hurt either. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Tyrion at, at, when he's talking to Va- uh, Vars. Woo! Now, wait we a minute. We don't this... see Tyrion too much. Actually, this is the only scene we see him in. Yeah, that's okay, though. That's the only scene that we see little Tyrion. That's okay, because this episode... Oh, I love Vars. To me... I was like, okay, Varys is Tyrion is my favorite character, and then Varys. Oh, I love Varys. I, I always have. Love this scene. I love this I scene. I love this. And you know what though? Now, I have to admit, this is the this Actually, is it's, this is the scene where I felt bad. 
And that's his backstory. I felt so bad for him. Well, I did. I thought, oh my goodness, how awful is that? It's awful. I didn't feel it's bad awful. for him. I did. I felt <laughs> so bad because for him. When he got to the end of his story, I was like, oh shit. True, but just like Alanista does, he's telling him his little horrific backstory. And Tyrion, all he's getting is, okay, yeah, well, but, uh, you know, I want to actually have some revenge and find out who well, killed me. Well, that's before he got through his story, though. Hmm. That's before he got through the whole thing. He, His original intent was to go there and get proof, if he could, yeah. that Cersei tried to kill him. Yeah. I don't know why he needs proof, but he needs proof well, so that he knows that's what, what he he's going to do. Right. And, of course, Varys is like, I don't have any proof. It's just whispers. Mm-hmm. As he's opening up this big-ass crate. And the whole time he's opening up this crate, I'm like, well, damn, couldn't you get somebody to help you? Well, and, <clears throat> but, of course, you find out later. But I noticed right away that it was something breathing because there's Those holes, holes in, in it. it. Right. And, and as soon as that scene came up and he's, you know, working, he's talking to Tyrion nonchalant, but he's, he's steadily working to open up that crate. And I thought, oh, shit. What kind of animal or what is up in there? Because it's got breathing holes. Right. You know. Well. Oh, my goodness. That was an excellent scene. story, I love the way he told the story. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) And it explained a lot about why he didn't want Stannis in charge. He hates magic. Um, How he's, he got, he said, I'm, I told myself I'm going to survive. I have to survive. Mm Mm-hmm. And and you have to tend your influence like a weed, mm-hmm. and it will grow. And he says, if well, you he have says the patience, influence is like a weed. <laughs> yeah, it it takes a hole, but says, it, you you have it takes time to, to grow. Yeah, he said the influence uh, is like a weed. You yeah. have to tend to it. He said he tended to his. He worked his way up from the slums of myrrh. He said myrrh mm-hmm. all the way up to the small council table. Which was good. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when Tyrion's face changed because it's like it dawned on him. He thought, dang, yeah, he sure did. Yeah. He sure did all that way. And then he, and then I liked it when he finally did open up the, the lid. Mm-hmm. And, and he told him, I said, he says, I have no doubt that your influence will grow and you will have your revenge if you have the stomach for it. The and patience when, for it, too. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. he opened it up and... He kind of held his nose. You could, I was thinking, ooh, I knew that man stank like hell. Mm-hmm. But Tyrion's face to me that was, was filled with horror, disgust. And admiration, I think. A little bit. But I think more horror because even though Tyrion is smart and can be ruthless, he's not Mm-mm. at that point yet. Well, but see, and I like when Varys said, if you have the stomach for it. And the patience, because like he said, this is what I like about Varys, and that is, I think so many people, including Tyrion, underestimate him simply because of his manner. He never raises his voice. He don't talk real excited. He don't talk real fast. He's always just very even and very matter-of-fact-like. And people, I think, assume that he is harmless. Right. You know, and I think to me, that was a part of Tyrion's realization that, oh, damn, 
this dude is ruthless and he's just so this dude nice with it. Because he, he ain't might, playing. He didn't forget shit and, from and, and he, obviously at least 30, 40 years did ago. Did you see how he done sold that dude's mouth up? Or whoever he got to get him sold his mouth up. Sold his mouth up. Yep. Had him chained up. And sold his mouth up. That's the part <coughs> I... And that sorcerer looked... Terrified. Terrified. Yeah, that'd be the word. Terrified. He was terrified. I thought to myself, yeah, keep him in that damn crate. I want to know what he does with him. Uh, yeah. That's what I want to know. That'd be great. What's his revenge really going to be? That's going to be Is he going to keep him in that box? And just slice off of him every once in a while. Yeah. Or what he, he going to do? He could. Mm-hmm. That'd be some good revenge, wouldn't it? But the point is that he hunted that food down. 30 years ago or 40. Yeah. How long it but was. he hunted him mm-hmm. down and got him in a crate ship to him. That's too oh, much. Oh, man. Now, that's some awesome <laughs> stuff. So they better leave. You know what? Little, uh, little finger, he better watch it. Well, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into that next. Well, um, let's stick with Varys. Yeah, let's stick yeah. with Varys. And he is going, uh, the next time we see Varys, he's questioning Roz. Well, no, he's talking to Roz. Well, he's talking to Roz. And she's telling him all about Podrick and how the girls right. won't really say what, what is it is so he special did. about him, but just that it was special. Yeah. And so Varys and, is like, are we talking about the same guy? <laughs> And he says, huh? He says, prodigies do, uh, uh, do offer, uh, yeah, do crop up in the strangest places, yep, yep. you know. <laughs> and so then they, she goes on to talk about Littlefinger mm-hmm. and, um, well, he says, well, hopefully, uh, we can, uh, since Littlefinger's going to, to, to wed the Lady Aaron, then his interest in Sansa has, you know, waned. And she said, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, she's like, no. No, I don't think she's so. Like, I don't think he's seen her since, but mm-hmm. it, I don't think it's gone anywhere. And I thought it was interesting when he said, when she gave him the inventory sheet, and he's like, For oh, the ship. you can read? That's rare for someone in your profession. Wasn't that interesting? No. The interesting thing was when she said, my former profession. Exactly. That means she don't hoe no more. She ain't hoeing. I guess she just running She running things. that thing. She right. running things. But I liked See. her look on her face mm-hmm. like, like, I'm so proud. This former profession. Yeah. You, you know. know. But mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting when she gave him the inventory and, 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 but her reasoning, and he looking at her, he's like, right, okay, he's what, a, what am I supposed to be seeing? And her reasoning is, well, you know, he's got, he's two ordered feather two feather beds mm-hmm. and he's talking about, well, maybe he's getting ready to take one of his girls. And she said, no, he's he not. Ain't interested in him. And, and he said, well, how do you know? And she said, cause I'm one of his girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that whole conversation was good. It was very, very telling and revealing. And when she said, uh, when he says, "Oh, you can read," and, sh- and and that's that's highly improbable for someone in your profession, she says, "Former profession." That's when he says, "Hmm, yes, prodigies, prodigies do crop up, up in, in the yep. in hot places." And I thought that was good. So he was like giving her some props, you know, because yeah. she just kind of gr- a grin that yep. little grin she does. Like, yeah, I'm proud well, of myself. Well, the thing about Varys that is so I love that character though. Well, that's so interesting. And different from how many of the people on the show do things mm-hmm. is that he has his little spies, but he doesn't ever seem to treat them with or 
handle them with fear. He doesn't disrespect them. Or intimidation. Or like you said, disrespect. Mm -hmm. He does it in a friendly type manner. We're doing this for the betterment of the realm, of the country, whatever. You know what? And and you, you can't help but say, you know, he's right. Yeah. I should give him information because whatever whatever else I know about Varys, he might be sneaky as hell, but he's doing this for the betterment of everybody. And he always says that. Yeah. But he does exactly what people even today do, successful people do, and that is you have to grease the squeaky wheel. You have to treat people not only with with respect and stuff, but make them think and believe that you genuinely like them and care about them. Not saying that he doesn't, but the yeah. people who get things done, you certainly aren't going to treat someone badly. And then that same person, you got to go and ask for something because right. it don't work. Right. So he knows how to do that. <clears throat> treat everybody yeah. with some respect of their person and their station in the, in whatever their little life is. And that way they can help you when you need some help. Yep. And he, he, I'm sure he gives you the, um, the, uh, the character, the way it's written gives you the idea that he also reciprocates. He also gives other people help that they need also. Like when they need information or they need a little heads up or something, well, you know? Yeah. I think only if it, only if it, um, helps what he wants to get done. I don't think he does it just because you want it. Ah. If it, if it, if him telling you will help get him what he needs to get done for the realm or for the, whatever he's right. doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, but he doesn't lie about it. Like he told Ned Stark, I can't help you, nope. but I can give you a little, but, but I can help your daughters. That's what he told Ned when well, Ned was in jail. he told Ned before Ned was even in jail. Exactly. What he needed to do. But yeah. Ned didn't listen. He didn't listen. So, you know. You know. And like anyway. he said last season, you know, Ned was honorable and stuff, but he didn't know. He disdained the game. He didn't know how to yeah, play the game. Yeah, he didn't know how to play the game. He didn't, wa- he he didn't, didn't want to play. Right. And he yeah, he didn't want to play. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he wasn't going to win no how. Mm-hmm. So... So the next time we see them, I love Lady Alina. Well, wait, before we get to that, we got to get to, we need to get to Joffrey and Marjorie. I thought we were staying with people. Well, we're staying in King's Landing, but we got to get to them before we can get to the rest of what Varys does. Go ahead. Don't you think? Sure. Okay. So we later see um, Joffrey giving Marjorie a tour around the <laughs> castle <laughs> and so he is so stupid. excited to tell her all the bloody stuff all the places where people died <laughs> show her all the crypts <laughs> and give her the story of how they died yep he is giggling he is laughing he's running from place oh, to he place is loving it and she you know good for her it's looking like she's interested in everything which she probably mm-hmm. is somewhat so she can keep up with shit mm-hmm. <laughs> All the while, Cersei and Lady Elena, the grandmama, are walking through talking about plans for the wedding. Yep. I like this scene, too. I do, too. Because that old woman is sharp. Yes, sharp, she is. And sharp. Cersei know that. Oh, yeah. Cersei uh-huh. knows that. Uh-huh. And Cersei was looking her up and down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, the part that I kind of like is that, you know, Marjorie and Joffrey keep talking and and that area was beautiful. And so she was mm-hmm. telling him, I'm so glad that 
your father didn't have this rest and have the people taken out. And, and he's looking at her like, what the hell? Well, he is talking about, he's telling her that his father wanted to put a, a burn all their bones in the black yeah. water and stuff. And she's telling him, well, I'm glad that your father didn't do that because, uh, you know, that would have been a shame. And then, uh, because after all, they built this and, and she, and it was yeah. a beautiful area. It was area, beautiful. A beautiful castle and everything. And so he's looking at her just to say, what the hell? You know, and then she looks at him. Did you see her face instantly pardon change? Me. And she went, pardon me. She, but what she says is, sometimes severity is the price we pay for, for greatness. greatness. And that little fool stood there shaking his head. Like, mm, I couldn't agree more. I know. Like, he probably didn't even understand what the hell she just said. Yes, she did. He did. Little twerk. <laughs> he likes being severe. That's why he understood. Yeah, I know. So then the crowd, you hear a crowd from outside cheering. He looks all nervous. Yeah. And Marjorie, I love, like, she's number three on my list. Did you see her? Her, her little slide side eye look. Right. But at first, this is what I got. At first, she had this, like. Yeah, she had this, she had this look like, on her like face. Like a little like, panic look. And th- then she caught No, she herself. didn't. Uh-huh. To me, it was. Well, no. To me, she knew exactly <laughs> what she was doing. <clears throat> she got this little slide look, like, ooh, this is my chance mm-hmm. to get him to start doing right. Exactly. So when she started that whole conversation, I'm like, mm-hmm. And she's always with that little side grin or mm-hmm. half smile. So, oh, they love you. They know that you led the charge. How do you think that is even possible? But it's because of how she's been cultivating that shit. That's Joffrey's the one who helped save the city and Mm -hmm. she's like they love you and if you Mm -hmm. give them love they'll return it a thousand fold well when he agrees to 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 go out the thing i noticed the most is they yelling marjorie Uh, at first yeah at first yes they yelling marjorie yes marjorie marjorie and 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 she's waving at them and he's looking at her like what the hell is she doing well then they finally start saying joffrey right we love you bless you right right but that's (coughs) because as you point out she cultivated that but did you see that look she gave him when he looked at her and she's waving and she looked at him and, and she just put that little fake grin on and then he started waving too. I love that scene. I love no, that. No, the best scene is when they go that. to walk outside. Oh, she looks back Cersei at Cersei. Says, Joffrey, no, no, Joffrey. Joffrey wait. And she looks real quick like, let's hurry up and go because this bitch ain't going. Well, no. She, to me, she looked back at her like, yeah, bitch, watch uh-huh. this. Watch and my, then she, I do. And then she, she led him on up there on that platform that and good. waving at the people. Did you see Cersei? She's like, oh, shit. This bitch. Ooh. That was excellent I scene, love that scene. Yeah, Marjorie, Marjorie's going to be something. I like her. Marjorie's going to be something. I like her. So since we're on that, uh, are we going to go to Cersei's talking with her yeah. daddy? So then Cersei... Mm-hmm. Is sitting there with daddy while he's writing letters, the same thing he did to Ty- Tyrion, mm-hmm. making her wait and sit there. And she's she's fidgeting. You can see it. She fidgeting. She fidgeting and too. I'm like, what the hell? What kind of f is this? When he's saying, okay, what are you? You know, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And she says, well, I just wanted to make sure that you're doing, you know, everything that you can to get Jamie back. What the hell? That's not what she wanted, but no. she wanted to 
ease into the yeah, conversation. Because, I mean, she plays those kind of games, but, but he knows. I would have said, bitch, no. who are you? But I like his. He well, told her exactly I what I didn't she like his answer because I don't like well, him disparaging yeah. Tyrion. But, but his answer was the but truth, he's though. like, if you saw that I started a war when Lady Catelyn took Tyrion. That ain't what he said. He said, what did I do yeah. when Lady Catelyn took Tyrion? And she said, what do you think if what's going to happen now that they have my firstborn and son heir. and heir? She's like, everything you can. He's like, duh. And he looked at her like, you stupid shit. And then when she kept sitting there, he goes, you're still here. What? Well, what he else? got a second piece of paper because he done finished this little rip, rip, writing, put his seal on it and everything. And he got a second piece of paper. That's when he said, mm, you still here? And that's when she got to the to real her. thing. Yeah. That's when she got to the real thing. She said, you know. I love this part. She, uh, you know, um, uh. Uh, just because I'm a woman and everything, uh, and you put all your trust and confidence in in Jamie or Tywin, uh, maybe maybe it's your daughter is the one that should have your confidence and trust. Yeah, did it ever occur to you that all your speeches about yeah. legacy and da 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 is I'm the one who's really following through on that? Did it ever occur to you that maybe I'm the one who could be the one to help you through? She said, I could be the one to contribute. Yes. So he sits back in his chair. I like this. He I like put this. his pen down to, okay, contribute. contribute. <laughs> and what comes out of this bitch's mouth? Well, the Tyrells are a problem. And he's looking at her, he's but like, he broke it down. Yeah. Well, the he Tyrells down. saved you and your children. The Tyrells mm-hmm. helped us win the war. Mm-hmm. Well, well, uh, and you get to see her mind. Well, uh, well, well, Marjorie, Marjorie's got her hooks in Joffrey. She can ma- manipulate him. He's like, good. I wish you could. I, I, I wish I, like, I wish you could it. manipulate him. Tell but no, the Daddy. best part of yes. the whole scene is when I Daddy said, you I don't distrust you because, because you're, you're a woman. woman. I, I distrust you because, because you're not as smart as you think you are. are. <laughs> Like, oh, her face Ugh. cracked. Oh, yeah. She can't say nothing to dad. No, she, she, see, she don't do that nitpicky shit with him. You ain't as smart as you, you think, think you are. are. And you know what? That is her problem, too. <laughs> it is. And see, that's her, that is her whole uh, 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 argument, if you will, uh, with Tyrion. Because Tyrion is smart and clever. And she, she is not as smart and clever <laughs> as him, but she thinks she is. Well, she thinks she's the only one who's got ideas yeah. and who's smart. Yeah. You know. Oh, daddy broke it down he for broke her, it though. Down. He said, I wish you could manipulate him. And, mm-hmm. and, she's, and then all she can say is, well, you just tried to stop Joffrey from doing what he wants to do. And I love, he looked at her steady. It's like, I will. Yeah, he said, I will. And I think he could because he's oh, a girl. Oh, no, he could. Now, now, I will say this. Joffrey... Is way different than he was when he cut off Ned's head. Yeah. He's done got cocky. Yeah. He knows he's king now. Yeah. And that nobody can really do nothing. But behind closed doors, and believe me, daddy will make sure, granddaddy yeah. is going to make sure that whatever discipline he gives Joffrey will be behind closed doors. Absolutely. He ain't going to be trying to slap his ass in front of people. In front of people Because he stuff. knows better. Exactly. He knows that he needs to rule. But, but he's going to get behind closed doors, mm-hmm. rough that little motherfucker up, and be fine. 
and be fine with it. And be fine. But wait a minute, you can tell that when, you know, you remember uh, the scene where uh, last season where they won the war, where daddy comes in yeah. to the castle on his horse now. And that horse yeah. is dropping his little shit, shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes up and, and he lets Joffrey say his little stuff. I and mean, then this is the he new hand of the king. And, and he looked at him. He looked at Cersei, turned around and just went on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay. Ain't you no big let thing. him run roughshod over you and, and everybody in this kingdom. town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I, so. I, can't, I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Now, yeah. Now I will say this. Joffrey a little different now, so Joffrey might try to get rowdy body. Oh, but he ain't going to be as rowdy as Granddaddy. But Granddaddy, I think Oh, Granddaddy can get him. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, oh, Granddaddy can get him. HBO Go, <laughs> the guy who plays him, and I always never catch his name. I can't remember. Oh, him. I used to know. Uh, um, I like him. But anyway, he, like said, he said the milk... Of human kindness, he said. Any drop, he said. Any, he said. The milk of human kindness. No, he said. Any drop we'll of the milk a girl. of human kindness. The way he said it was good, though. That's what I'm trying to remember. <coughs> he said, if he says if he has any drop of human kindness by now, it's been curdled. Mm. Basically, Tywin Lannister, the character, which he's basically saying. So if he has something in him, it's all turned to shit. You know what that he means. Gonna, Get rowdy body right on back with Joffrey if he tries. Okay, it. let's go on to Lady Olena and Varys. Oh, I talking like, about Sandra. I like Lady Olena. She had me dying I like talking about her. telling her look goes, ooh, look a spider in the garden. Yeah. Oh, that was cracking oh, me no, up. Oh no, it was cracking me up. First oh, was when the man the other little girls trying to show her what she embroidered. And Which is of, a rose. Instead of just saying, oh, how nice. She's like, oh, another damn rose. Well, because... I eat on roses. We do, we do <laughs> isn't all that the little essential thing? Yeah. But Yellow still, rose. She's like, oh, but a dire wolf. Oh, that's no, that's strong. That's strength. She had me cracking. She had me cracking up. up. She said, mm, you know, we... Uh, what about... <coughs> it's too bad we don't have, like, dire wolves and... And, krakens. And, and krakens and stuff. Winter is coming. Now that's really good. <laughs> she was having me crack it up. She said, but a yellow rose? Nah. Then he, she she sees Varys walking up through the garden. And she's, oh, look, girls. Spider in the a garden. A spider in the garden. Oh, I this, like this that. This whole scene was good to me. It was so good. Yeah. And they, they are... Really good together, together though, yeah. in that in their scenes because they're both very clever, yeah, and they're both always thinking ahead. Because when he says, "Oh well, uh, you know, I just wanted to welcome you," I, I, uh, my mistake. I thought I thought you liked Sansa's uh, uh, cared for her future like I did, and she says, oh, "Are you giving up that quick?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked it when he said, <clears throat> "Well, I've heard you had." He's befriended, you have a new friend in Sansa Stark. She's like, oh, just because I had lunch with her? He's like, well, I thought you um, really liked her and that you found her very interesting. She's like, mm, no, no, not really. Yeah, she said, no, not really. No, but, but she's got, she's had she's, an interesting childhood. Yeah. That was funny. Like, oh, you find her interesting. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> and and what, when they were walking in the garden and she says, oh, so you, you really... Um, do care for uh, 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 something about Sansa. And he says, well, I knew her father. 
No, he, I really liked her father. He said or something that, like that I pick my um, friends carefully and my enemies even more more carefully. carefully. And she said, "Well, which one is Sansa?" And he's like, "Neither." I just knew her father. Right. And he's and she's like, oh, yeah. Or he said, I admired her father. She's like, yes. yes. So did so many others. But who helped stand up for him when he was getting his head cut off? Yeah, that was good. And too. he's like, no one could have helped him. Which is true. He said, but maybe I can help his daughter. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so um, when he goes through the story and I'm thinking, ooh, he's so right. He's like, little finger. And see, I didn't had, realize that. I didn't think about I didn't the think about it. Yeah. I thought he just wanted Sansa because she was part of Catelyn. Yeah, uh-uh. But honey, he yeah. had ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. <laughs> he then plotted that shit out. And Varys figured this shit out, mm-hmm. which is so smart. He's like, he, he, he had no money. No, He's got money now. He's got an army now. And he's gonna about to have third, or money and no position. land. Yeah, sorry, money and land yeah. now. And he's about to have an army if right. if if because he's telling her if Rob Stark fails, then the key Sansa to the north to the is north. Sansa Stark. Yep. Yeah, and whoever got her, yeah, is gonna have the all all those banner in and, and all then those other this people. This is the interesting thing when she said, "You must really hate him." To try to undermine him like this. He's like, no, I'd rather enjoy him. Mm-hmm. And I think he was truthful. Yeah. He says, but he will burn this country to the ground if he could be king of the ashes. Yeah. In other words, I need to protect this country, yeah. this world. And, and you are correct, though. That's what he has said from, from season one. Yep. He cares about the realm. He, that's what he cares about. Mm-hmm. Not not his personal aggrandizement. Like, Baelish is all about himself. Yeah. I need some land. I need some title. I need everything. Money. But you know what? Now, this this confirms for me. Varys' conversation with Lady Olena confirms for me that side-eye that Baelish gave Tywin when he uh, made the announcement that he was going to Erie to, uh, to marry the... Um, uh, Lady Aaron, because yeah. he gave him that side eye. Oh, he ain't marrying her. He ain't marrying her. Well, I knew that, though. We didn't talk about it, but I kind of figured that. He didn't want her Mm-mm. crazy ass, their crazy ass kid. Mm-hmm. Nursing a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Breastfeeding a 10-year-old. Damn. Okay. So we, then we, he we says, well, I have an here. idea that could help. And she's like, well, you don't have to be clever for that. And they walked off. Yeah, and I, like, and I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. So then we see Sansa out in the country praying. somewhere by the shoreline praying on well, this big rock. She's probably praying to the tr- to that weirwood. I can't think of the name of the trees. They yeah, there you go. Would pray yeah. to in, in um, Winterfell. Uh huh. And uh, Marjorie comes walking up. I love this part too. Oh, I love it when she's when trying she, to. Well, when she tell wait when she, she tells the guards to we, leave. We need some privacy. You can go back. And they just, and they just stood there. And wait, she didn't even turn around. She just, <coughs> excuse me. She just said, oh, give me your names and I'm, I'll tell King Joffrey to deal with you later. No, she said, if you'll give me your names, I'll make sure that, that the king talks to you talks to you later. And mm-hmm. they mosey on off. They kept Jack. <laughs> and just kept on walking, never turned kept around. Mm-hmm. See if they was gone. Nothing. Now, this scene was kind of cute. I like this scene too. It was really cute. And I, this is it was the, sweet. This is the one scene or the one time that I felt sorry for Sansa because you know 
I mean, to me, the look on her face, she just wants to talk to her so bad, but mm-hmm. she's afraid. Yeah. And especially because she thinks Lord Baelish is going to be taking her home, then she's not saying anything. You know what right. I mean? But I think she really wanted to talk to somebody, to tell well, somebody. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, she kept, she kept, I mean, Marjorie asked her twice. Yeah. And even tried to cajole her into telling her. And she still wasn't going to say nothing. For and, and you know she was praying for, let me get off yeah. this place with Lord Baelish. Yeah. Littlefinger. Yeah. And so I think what Marjorie did is she's like, you know what? Let me let that go. Let me do it a different way. Yeah. And she kind of went around about how she wanted to get the message across. Mm-hmm. Because she... Marjorie and them know they smart. Oh, yeah. She knows. But I like it when she <laughs> says, I would love... She, oh, you need to go to Winter uh, High Garden. I want to be friends. I want us to be very close. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I, I, that would make me very happy. And that was so cute when she I said know. that. And then when she started just going on about High Garden, the scene that got me a little bit was when she was like, you have to come. I it's know. It's so great. And, and Sansa just like, well, the queen I don't think the queen go. will let me go. And honey, Marjorie said, oh, but you she didn't skip a beat. You mean the queen regent? Well, once I marry Joffrey, I'll be queen. And... And, and then she just sat there and looked at her for a minute, and Sansa started smiling. She's like, "And if you would marry Loras, yeah, I because she, oh my goodness, you know, last, excellent plan. You know, last week she peeped out how excited Sansa was, yeah, when Loras was taking her over mm-hmm. to the grandma, mm-hmm. and how she looked at him when he left. Yes, mm-hmm. go ahead on, Marjorie, and she knows and it. Grandma, because you right. know. Because they know that Loris was in love with Renly, but hey. Oh, they know. But Loris you know will what? also do his duty. He's going to have to do something. He's going to do his duty. So then, um, when you see, when she said that, and you see the light in Sansa's eyes. Yeah. Her eyes light up, and then her chin starts quivering, and she's like, and then we would be sisters for real. Would you like that? Mm-hmm. And she didn't even talk. She just kind of nodded her head, but you can see she's about I to I know it. That's when I was like, okay. I felt scene, so Bad for her. I know. That was very emotional. I hope it works out. I do too. But that's an excellent plan though. I tell you that uh, Marjorie and and, uh, her grandma, they are so formidable. Mm-hmm. They are formidable. Do I don't think Cersei they going to be able to overcome them. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But mm-hmm. I don't think Cersei would care about that. Littlefinger will. Yeah, he will. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Of course. So this is you know. be interesting. Oh, but that is Yay. excellent, though. I just <coughs> love it. I just mm. okay. Before we go to the north, let's get yeah Theon out the way. Ugh. Oh, this is you know what though. Okay, I didn't understand this. Oh yeah. Okay, L- let me begin because I told you last time and the time before. That the little stable boy yeah, you did. was the same yeah, one. Yeah, you did. It and, didn't look the same, but right. it was. And, and that's who he was. <clears throat> now, what I didn't quite get until I, I watched it a second time is why he went through all that. To find out what happened to the Stark That's what he wanted boys. to find out, yeah. is what happened to the Stark boys. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. what that whole thing was. And, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. <clears throat> But what I didn't get 
Because they wasn't getting no information out of him yeah, being up on that cross. That's it. And so that was the whole plan. Yeah, because when I watched... to let him be beholden to this guy yeah. to, to save them and stuff. Yeah. And <coughs> kind of turn him against his daddy because he said, yes. was it true what they said that my dad knew that I was that I was here? Mm-hmm. And he says, um, well, I don't know about all that, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of was like... Confused the first couple times I watched the tube. No. Still, just because nope. he went through the whole story, and then to me, the most interesting part of the whole conversation was, well, two things: when they were walking in that tunnel to go back to Deepwood Mar, whatever the hell they were, and he said, um, when he was talking about being in Winterfell and how he wasn't a Stark and he never could be a Stark, and his daddy. Um, didn't accept him like he thought he would, and and so he's like, oh, the other the boy, whoever the boy's name was, said, well, so they never let you forget you were a Stark or something like that. And he said, no, he didn't have to say anything. He just it, he did it. He was just who he was. He said all he had to do was be. Be, and I mm-hmm. knew. And then when he what he was trying to say <laughs> is that Rob Stark never let him forget that he was not a Stark. And the little boy said, oh, did he, did he always let you know that? He said, no. He never said anything like that. He, all he had to do was be, be, meaning because he's already a Stark. He didn't right. have to do shit, you know. Right. And so that lets you know probably that jealous. all that shit was in Theon's mind. Of course. Because Ned treated him just like anybody else. So then the other thing I thought was interesting was when there, he's waiting for him to open up the gate. And he said, you know, my father's never going to, <coughs> excuse me, he said, I did this because I thought my father would be proud of me. But he said, he won't be. He's not. He said, my real father lost his head at King's Landing. Right. And when he said that, I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. Which is why I was confused. Because it made me feel like we still don't know who these people are. Yeah. We, we do. still don't really truly know. Yeah. I feel like it's Rob's. It's Rob's bannerman. One of yes, his bannermen. It is. But I feel like they were kind of also waiting for him to renounce his dad or something. I don't know. I mean, I know they wanted to get information about the boys. Right. That's what that whole thing is. Him for. going through and saying what he said about his father, and then the boy before he went into the door, he says, "Well, it's not too late. It, it doesn't have to be too late." Which also is like, okay, why would he say that if he's just bringing him back? Because it's to, it's called mind control. It's it, it's called I torture. Know, I know. But You're trying still. to put some stuff in there that's not even in there. No, I'm trying to understand what the hell. Hey, all you had to know. About. All you had to know. And then wait, wait a minute. All thing. you had to know is that when I tell you something is oh, something. Jay. Oh, then, hell then, no. Then, no. Then, because I pay attention to shit. So I told I. you it was the exact. Oh, please. You get. Hey, you was in the fogginess of sickness. You well, wasn't seeing shit. Straight. Exactly. I was sick and anyway, drugged. I was highly anyway, It was the same boy. It was all a part of the plan. Now, the only part that that uh, I thought was unfortunate is he he actually did kill those men who was trying why, to why did he him. say he killed those because guys? to make it even more to make his punishment even more to me this is what i don't get though if they knew i don't think those other guys knew 
that he was going to let him escape. He has been obviously charged by someone else to do that because those other guys didn't seem to, I mean, who else, who would tell him, you know what? Let him escape, befriend him. I know this is taking too damn long. Since Jay, just because you got to talk, so now you're done. Oh, please. You've been talking. Five well, minutes saying, on that stupid stuff. I'm trying to tell you what I was feeling on this scene. Oh, Lord. If he's going to lie and say, uh, Theon killed those guys, what, why? why? What was the reason? That's all I'm trying to say. And, and who, I mean, when are they going to get him to rob? That's what I want to know. Hello? When are, are you done to rob? <laughs> are you finished? I'm asking you a question. Well, I, I'm not the writer. How do I know? Oh, Lord, Sister Jay, you're so damn belligerent. Hey, let's move on. You're so ignorant. That is, hey, that was way too much, too <laughs> long for that little puny character. Anyway, all right. Let's see. Do we even? Yeah, we see Bran in this one. He's he's dreaming again. Just once. Yeah, he's dreaming again about the uh, uh, the three eyed raven and he's stuff. He's chasing and, it. And um, that little Jojen tells him in his dream, "Well, you know what you can you can do. Go after it." So uh, Bran's climbing up this big, huge tree, and once he gets way up there where the raven is. There is his mama telling him, didn't I tell you not to climb? Didn't I tell you not to climb? I didn't get this part of the dream. Well, I didn't, I didn't get what I got. Out why of, she was, why, I don't know, why he had her in his dream. Because. Shaking him and then kind of falling off. Because she is the one who had continually told him, don't be climbing. Actually, that day. That he was climbing up oh, yeah. that wall. Yeah. She, uh, 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 don't be climbing, don't be climbing, don't be climbing. Now, why she... I think the reason why she was the person who in his dream let him go is because she was the person who let the Kingslayer go. Because, I mean, he sees more than just stuff in his life. What, what I <laughs> thought was interesting about this whole scene is that Jojen saw it, too. And he looked like he was embarrassed. Disappointed. No. To me, he looked like he was embarrassed to to be able to see his dream. Because to me, it was more personal to Bran. And when Bran sat up uh, um, after being startled awake, and he noticed that Jojen was looking at him, and then immediately Jojen, like, dropped his gaze and looked down. I... To me, it was like he felt like I interpreted that to be that he was a little uh, he being Jojen was a little embarrassed to 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 see that part of his uh, brand's personal dream. That's the way I felt about it. I felt like he was disappointed that he couldn't get to the bird. He inserted his mama in there. I didn't feel that way at all. He's wanting brand to like really understand his. His uh, abilities, I think, and he keeps encouraging him to go after the Three-Eyed Raven, and apparently that's going to be when he's going to be able to help control well, that's what true. he does. And I don't know. That's true, but I took it like I took it like that at at that very moment when Bran looked at him, 
And then Bran understood that he saw Jojen saw exactly oh, what Bran. He knows Jojen saw. He, he was he's saw. been in every dream that Bran has had since they met. That's or since true. That day. That's so true. So he's in all her dreams with him anyway. Okay, let's go up to the north. Ugh, I like this whole thing because uh, the Night's yeah. Watch. Yeah. I like this. I like the part of it, and the other part, I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, at all those, uh, the Northmen are outside Craster's Keep, and they're they're shoveling pig shit, I guess, and they're complaining about the fact that, you know, there's nothing to eat, they're hungry, they keep working. And, and they keep working and working, and Craster's inside all warm and eating, eating <coughs> good, and everything, and evidently he's not sharing much of the food because he claims that well because he does have to feed his daughters through the winter and yeah. blah 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 you know so they're kind of working themselves up a little bit and then it's really rast well rast does have a good point he says hey, look we need to leave and they said no the other ones why the other ones would say this was stupid to me they said no i mean he probably looks upon us like the sons he never had Oh, fool, don't you know he takes the boy babies out in the woods and leaves them? Y'all know that shit. Anyway, so, uh, but I agree with Rass. He says, no, we need to leave. He said, because, you know, when them uh, White Walkers come back this way and stuff, he's going to sell us out anyway. Right. Well, I agree with that. They didn't need to stay at Craster's Keep for long. They need to stay overnight and then get hit the fucking road. And go on. Yeah. Yeah. Get back to the Night's Watch. Yeah. I do agree with that part. And then Sam, Sam he oh goes Lord. to see Gilly and the baby, and Gilly is already irate. He all he did well, was she's irritated. Yeah, all he did was walk in, and she's like, "You woke him up." I'm like, "Girl, he didn't wake that baby." Up. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. And I agree with <laughs> Gilly. She said, "Look, I don't, I don't have, have time, time for you. you," which is true. And when she said that, I said to the TV, "Amen." Get your ass out. She... Because she is upset and worried because she knows what happens to boy babies. Yeah, I'm surprised the baby's still with her. Yeah, probably only because... Uh, All those uh, men are there. The men are there and yeah. he hasn't had a chance because he don't want to leave them to go out into the woods to take that baby, remember? Well, he did the last time. Yeah, but they was all sleeping shit. Right. This is different. Yeah. So anyway, See? she tries to give him the thimble back. <clears throat> I thought it was kind of sad. I didn't. He said, no, I wanted you to have chicken. I don't have time for you. I don't have time for you. I only have time for him because he didn't have much time left. Mm-hmm. Can you help me save my baby? And he's standing there like a lump. No, he can't do shit. And so she's, in essence, telling him, look, then you need to get to stepping. Right. If you can't do the one thing that I need, then get to stepping because I don't have time for your ass. Well, I mean, Which, that's understandable. And I agree with her. Yeah. Then, okay. <coughs> so then the they have a funeral. Yeah. They have a funeral for someone named Bannon. Mm-hmm. Commander Mormont don't know much about the dude. <laughs> he said, where he from? He said, Rath still talking shit. <laughs> Whitewater way or Ed something like that. Or Grin, one of, I can't remember if it's Ed or Grin. One of them said, oh, Bannon smelled good now that he's toasting. Well, that was after because a part of the ceremony is that uh, Mormont says, said, well, and now his watch is ended and all the men chant. And now his watch is ended. That's where we get the title of this thing. Then that guy says, mm, I never knew Bannon could smell so, so good. Because, so you know, that, that's that yeah. burning flesh. Oh, shit. Rath's mm. still talking shit. He's still talking shit. Uh, 
we get into the tent and Crasher's talking shit. Mm-hmm. Talk about, oh, you only got one son, Mormont? I got 99. I just had my 99 son while he's eating, smacking on a bone. Right. And he ain't got 99 sons. He ain't got one of them but one because he, he gave all 99 well, of them away. He's had 99. Yeah. Oh, nasty ass thing. So Carl, all of a sudden, this dude named Carl, Carl come up, which looked like Owen from Torchwood, didn't he? He did. I think it's Owen from Torchwood. Maybe it is mm-hmm. Owen. And I actually like the actor. I do too. He come in, and you already knew when he started talking that he was trying to start some shit. Oh, he wanted to start some shit. He's like, look, we hungry. We know you hoarding shit. You're nasty. Come on with it. And then, of course, Craster starts arguing back, and then uh, Rast is the one that says, no. Nah. He says, I'm a God-fearing man. And he said, no, you a stingy bastard. Yeah. And that's when Craster gets all upset. He got his little weapon out, talking about the next person that calls me a bastard. I'm going to stick him. And Mormont, in the meantime, he done grabbed Rast's yeah. uh, shoulder and, and took him he, out of well, the tent. Well, he's trying to calm it down, saying, yeah. look, Everybody go outside. They know. said, no, it's cold out there. Yeah. I like that answer, too. He said, no, it's cold out there and there's nothing to eat. Honey, so Carl says, you a bastard, you a molesting He says, you bastard. a daughter effing bastard. Waiting, waiting for Craster to come because he was ready for his He ass. was ready. Stuck him. He stabbed him. Now, what Carl did that was kind of jacked. Well, then he grabs one of the wives, daughter, girls, and says, tell me where the stash is or I'm going to do you the same way. Same way. So, hey, I can't blame him because, you know, they're hungry. Well, the girl probably would have told your ass. Oh, hell. You to no, because they were screaming. A damn minute. Well, she was screaming because he, he well, grabbed hey, her up. Hey. Anyway, so Commander Mormont, to me, was justified. He said, put her down. Well, of course. Let her go. He wasn't sad that Craster was dead. Shit, he didn't give a fuck. A rat's got but him, honey, before he could say nothing, I was screaming at the TV. <laughs> I'm like, what the holy hey, hell? hell? Rass done stuck Commander Mormont in the back. In the back. He kind of falls back. And he grabs Rass and is choking him. Choking Rass, and then he realizes that he's fucking stabbed. Well, the, the internal bleeding has started, Ugh. you know, so. Then everybody starts fucking fighting. Oh. They grabbing people up, sticking them. I think Ed and Grin are starting to fight with Carl because he didn't kill Commander Mormont. Exactly. So then everybody, it's just a free for all. They just, everybody fighting, killing up each other. Sam luckily runs. And what do you goes, mean, luckily? That's what he does. Well, that's fine. I like him. Shit. Run, honey, run. He goes to Jimmy. <laughs> He's right, though, because all the men, believe me, they done killed up those girls, raped up those girls. They're no better than Craster, actually. You know that that's what they're doing. Anyway, Sam goes to Gillian and says, we got to go. And she's like, I'm not going out there. He's like, we got to go, bitch. Mm. Grab the baby up. And thankfully, she says, well, I know where to go. So they start running. I'm thinking, look, y'all better run away from there and watch out for White Walkers. They know, there's a, <laughs> they know there is a boy baby. They yep. know they know. Mm-hmm. And then Ross, run, piggy. I'm going to get you one of these nights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Lord. Mm. 
Wow. I was shocked. I did not see that coming. Well, I did not think, I did not even cross my mind that Commander Mormont would be kilt like well, that. Well, not Commander Mormont, but I kind of figured that they was going to have to uh, 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 all double up and kill Craster because he was just way out of control. That's just really ignorant. You know that these are some men who have not only been in battle, but they're there. They're not eating very much because you're not sharing uh, half of your food and you sitting in your tent at the table smacking on some shit. Oh, hell no. Well, first of all, Mm-mm. look. No. I would I would have killed one of them damn pigs he had, that big ass sow. Thank you, that's what I, I would have did. I would have butchered that thing up. Thank you. But they couldn't do shit while Craster was, uh, you better believe they frying it up now. Well, they frying that up plus <laughs> some of the people. I'm sure. <laughs> Because, you know, obviously they know that Craster has something. Because they can't survive all that time without no food. Exactly. But they didn't have to go and kill up Commander Mormont and shit. Well. <coughs> I, that's just my opinion. Well, this is what I thought at the time. I thought, well, that's probably even more reason why you don't want murderers and thieves being uh, consigned to the night watch. Thank you. Because that's who goes to the night's watch. Exactly. Is murderers and thieves and exactly. rapists and shit. Exactly. Well, so, you know. The murdering ones is ones you well, gotta watch for. Anyway. So, I... Ooh, shit. Exactly. So, that's exactly what happened. So, okay. So, let's move on to Aria. Aria. Aria and Gendry. Yeah, this one, um, so they're hooded. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, they're hooded. They're taking them back to their home. Hideout. Yeah, their hideout, so they put hoods on them so they can't see where they're going. <coughs> they go into this cave, and they end up finding the leader of the knights, the men with, the Brotherhood Without Banners, and his name is Beric Dondarian. Yep. <coughs> and apparently the hound knows him. Well... Evidently, he's another one of the um, the the men who, who who was aligned with the Starks because he tells him that Ned Stark ordered him to, to kill, kill the Hound's brother, the Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so the a Hound says, "Yeah, well, Ned Stark's dead, and Robert's dead. My brother's still alive." Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was pretty so good, you, actually. And then he spit when he yeah, said it. Yeah, and then he spit. But this is the thing that was interesting to me. So this Brotherhood Without Banners, they are also followers of the Lord of Light. Yes. Oh, Lord, have but mercy. the difference is, he said, I don't care if you're a Stark, a, Ban- a um, Baratheon, what's the other ones? Targaryen, whatever. If you pray on the weak, the Brotherhood Without Banners are going to punch you down. Yeah. So, to me, it was like a Robin Hood type thing. You jack with people who can't fight for themselves, yeah, we're going to come after you and get you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, the hound saying, look, I ain't murdered no Nar- Targaryen children. I didn't even, I've never even seen a Targaryen child. Yeah. I have murdered nobody. That's that was when my Ari- brother. Yeah. That's when Arya spoke up and said, uh-uh, you killed Micah. Said yes. he wasn't doing nothing. Yep. But you ran him down and you killed him. And he said, well, he was going to, I was sworn to protect the prince. And he, he jabbed the prince. 
And she said, no, he didn't. I did it. Yeah. And, but what did the hound say? He said, oh, then I should have oh, killed, killed you, you too. Yep, instead. I said, oh, no, hound, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was liking you up until then, but you got to go. Oh, hell no. You don't be threatened, are you? Thank you. Oh, hell no. So then so. Beric says, okay, well, you, he says, we're not going to give you a trial of peers. We're going to do a trial by combat. battle, combat. And the hell was like, okay, cool. Who, who going to fight? And then when the Barrett guy said, me. Well, first he says, who going to fight me? Oh, you the little, uh, the guy with the bow and arrow. And then he names two or three of them. He says, or is the little Stark girl going to be it? The most brave. The most brave one here. And that's when Barrett said, well. That's true. She, she, she might be the most brave one here, but uh, you're going to be fighting me. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out if the hound was like, oh, shit. Or yeah. if he was like, oh, okay, I can whip this little fool. Or I, what? I think, I, this is what I think. I think when he said, you're going to be fighting me, I think the hound... That gave him a moment of pause, I think. Yeah. Not that he, he thinks I can't win, necessarily, but I think... Like trying to size him up yeah, or something? Yeah, I think he was trying... He was thinking, oh, shit, I was afraid of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when he first came, he seemed very <laughs> surprised that this Barrick was there in the first place. Mm-hmm. See? So, you know, I think he was probably thinking, oh, Lord, okay, this might be a little little more difficult th- than I thought. Yeah. That's what I think. Not that he's afraid or anything, but I think Plus, that. he's got this Lord of the Light on him. Yep. Okay, let's move on to Khaleesi. Yep, that was the best part of the whole episode. The best five minutes And once again, ever. once again, <laughs> I have to say, what did I tell you? Yep. She knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I told ya. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh-huh. My whole reasoning behind thinking she didn't mm. is because I didn't think she'd be able to hold her tongue. Oh yes. Um, long enough to keep or to keep oh, her facial yes. expressions, but she had a plan, baby. Well, and it's just like I said, which is just like last season they primed you for. She was. Khaleesi, she was married to the head of the Darth Dothraki, and he helped her along with with Jorah telling her things of how to be the leader. That you cannot always do what you want, or say what you want, or look look how you want. You have to be strong. And Jorah had just had that conversation with her. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm talking. Jordan, hey, first of all, Jordan don't know shit. Well, no, but what <coughs> I'm saying is they just had the conversation before they even got there uh, uh, to, to begin the negotiations about being a leader and how, you know, when you're the leader, everybody will follow you, but no. you have to be strong. No, first of all, that whole conversation was about should we have slaves be the army, or should we have people who want to be in the army be in the army? That's exactly. what that conversation was. Now, nothing to do with her leadership ability because <coughs> those two men have questioned her every fucking step of the way. Yeah, but we already discussed why they did that. Right. All right, let's and get Jorah into this. And Jorah especially has questioned her. So, but you were right. She didn't know the language, 
I was right in what her plan was, Jack. That's true. Yeah. I knew she wasn't gonna just say, "Here you go, baby," yeah, and walk on. on. Her little baby, the that thing was so good. that got me was from the minute the door opens and she walks in, her face is stone cold. Jack. Oh yeah. She, she was on a mission. Was on a mission. She wanted to get that thing done yes. and make sure I, I am in um, command of these men. Then I know exactly what I'm going to have them do. Yeah. And while Masande um, is translating the whole time, she's steadily looking at Krasnus dead in his face. Dead in his face. And when she turned around to get the uh, dragon out. Drogon, or I don't know how you pronounce it, Drogon, Drogon, this is the dragon that she, the black dragon, um, when she went to get him, and she kind of rolled her, I mean, she turned around and was watching him, at the side of the corner of her eyes, like, mm-hmm, get ready, Krasnus, you ready mm. for some shit, <coughs> this was the best scene ever, it was really good, and when it was she, very well filmed, yes, they showed uh, the various uh, participants in the whole scene. Uh, you got to see his little dignitary people coming out because everybody wanted to see the dragon. <coughs> uh, of course, the Unsullied, you know, were assembled. And I mean, it was really, really well photographed scene. Mm-hmm. And when she was handing him over the little dragon and he was kind of having difficulty, you know, holding it. <laughs> she just looked so sad to me, like, yeah, I don't even want him holding this. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it's something that had to be done. To me, she looked pissed and like, let me get on with this shit. Yeah, but 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 to me, she looked kind of sad, too, because... And when she said... Because he was kind of screeching and, you know, flapping and stuff. And, yeah. And, uh... You know, I mean, because she knows what's going to happen, but the little dragon didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, I'm sure he knew. He was waiting, honey. Anyway. Because he could have lit his ass up even before then, but he didn't. Well, that's because he's, he's <laughs> well-trained. He follows his mama. He didn't light him up until she said Dracarys. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he's trained to do. But anyway, so, but I like it when... When she first addressed the Unsullied in Valerian. Don't get it. But I, I, I like the way they filmed that because uh, everybody looked at her. And, and the look on Melisandre's face was like, what? No, Missande. Missande. It's like, she, she, she didn't need me to translate. No, they're all like, what? what? And then when she, when she kept on talking... <laughs> and yeah. Krasnus says, Oh, you speak Valerian? And she Well, like, a whole lot happens before he says that. But no, what I'm saying is during that time when she's talking and he realizes that she can speak the language, Masande gave him this side eye look like, Yeah, well, motherfucker. This is the way it looked to me. <coughs> when she was talking to the Unsullied, he was not even paying attention to the fact that she was talking to them in Valerian because he was fighting with the little dragon mm-hmm. and and when she she had just finished talking to them and then he said to her tell that bitch this dragon is not cooperating or something yes. and that's when she turned her attention back <laughs> to him and said that a, a dragon is, is not no a slave. slave 
Mm-hmm. And then, then, then that's when he said, you, you speak Valerian? She let him know, I am Daenerys Stormborn. That, Valerian is my mother tongue. I was like, yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, it was so good. But yeah, that side eye that Masande gave him was like, you bastard. Like, Wait, you uh-huh. getting yours now. Mm-hmm, motherfucker. <laughs> talking shit. All talking the kids talking. Yeah. But when she said the magic word, Dracarys, I was hooping. I was hooping and hollering. I, I said, loved oh, it. Yay. I loved it. And but when then he when she told lit him up. Oh, lit him up. And then she told the unsullied, look, kill everybody that got a whip. Yep. Kill every kill all your masters, but don't harm no child. And let all the slaves go. And, and Unchain and, and, all yeah. the slaves. A, a strike the chains of every slave. <clears throat> I loved it. I love that. And, I love oh, it. Oh, man. Hey, they got you doing it, too. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was... Oh, that was... I loved it. Scene. I loved it. And then, when the dragon is lighting up the place, and they show her with the fire behind her, and oh, she's just standing it. there like, mm-hmm. She's looking around. She's serving like, yeah. Yeah. Burn all this mother And I am so glad down. that the whole scene, they made Jorah and the other fool shut the fuck up. Well, they was shocked. No, I mean, before that yeah. even happened, when they walk in, oh, yeah. and she turns to go get the dragon. Oh, no, no, they, they wasn't going to say nothing. No. She done told them already, look, the next time you do that in front of people, <laughs> you, you got to here. go. You out of here. Mm-hmm. But when she was speaking to the Unsullied the very first time, did you see Jorah and, yes. and, 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 and Bar- Berenstain Selway? Anyway, they looked at her like... What? what the shit? Now, see, this is my thing. I'm still annoyed with Jorah. Why the fuck is he shocked? I was wondering that. Why is he surprised? Don't you know that that would be the Targaryen's mother tongue? I, I'm sure he must have known. But I don't know. because they used the, the interpreter, though, see, that's what I, I think. I guess, yeah. You know, you forget. <coughs> but... Oh, that was that was great. And then, so when all the smoke clears, but this is what I like. Yeah, when all the smoke clears and and you get the scene where Jorah is walking through, yeah, and everything. If you notice, he didn't say shit. No, he looked. I'm at glad her. they didn't let nobody say nothing. No, he didn't say shit. Yep, he looked at her. She didn't even look his way. She, she just, just walked, walked on, on amongst the. And unsullied. I like that scene because you can see really what eight thousand men would look oh, like. Oh man, it's a lot of fucking people. That's a bunch of people. And she gets that's on, not including the other people in the town that aren't the unsullied. Right, that's the, going the other with slaves. Them. Yeah, the right. other slaves and stuff. Yeah, and oh, the untrained. God. Yeah, yeah, and so and all the women and the kids and everything. That's else. what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody that wasn't killed. But when up. she got up on that horse and she said, "Look." All of y'all have been slaves, but you are now free. You're free. Will you fight for me as free men? Mm-hmm. And they started stomping and yeah. banging their little things on the ground. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> when she rode, but the best part to me <laughs> was when she rode off, looked at that whip, and threw it on the ground like, I don't need this. I don't need this. This is what I like about that scene. I don't need to scene. rule by fear exactly. and ugliness. This is what I love. This it. is what I liked about that whole I was final, final little segment, and that is, you see her riding on the white horse, and right behind her is Masande. And what I got from that was when she told her, when, when Masande said, Valor Margulis, and she said, uh, all men must die, and, mm-hmm. and when Khaleesi told her, yes, but we are not men, that's exactly 
to me the the whole frame <laughs> of that scene because you got the two women in front, the two men behind them coming, and then all the, and then all the people, and mm-hmm. then she has thrown away the vestige, the symbol of a male rule over them unsullied, well, which is that whip. No, it was mas- a man. The master's rule. Yeah. All of the other people yep. with whips were men. There were no women with no whips. Right, because women are no better than slaves in exactly. that time period. Yes. So that was that was very symbolic. I really like that. I, really I love like that, that whole Ooh, I can't wait till they get scene. to Westeros. I I Ooh. love the entire I I watched that I swear ten times. Oh. I bet I watched it 15 times. I, I mean, I watched it over. Loved it. it was just awesome. The look on their faces when she started Everything. speaking. Everything. The whole speech. I don't speak Valerian, but the whole speech of her saying, I am Daenerys Thornborn mm-hmm. of the House Targaryen, and Valerian is my mother tongue. Oh, I Dracarys, baby. Like was that excellent. mother up. It was excellent, excellent, excellent. I loved it. It was the best episode. Yes. Okay. Before we get into our feedback, I want to say uh, some special shout-outs to our Facebook friends who are continually amazing to me. I would like a little shout-out going out to Monica because Monica posted a link on our uh, Facebook page that you can learn to speak Dothraki and Valerian. I love it because, see, I'm a Star Trekky person, and you know I used to know the whole Klingon <laughs> language, so I love that website. It is just too much fun. So anybody that really wants to to know that, go go to our Facebook page and look for Monica's link. Also, I want to give a shout out to Estelle. You know that wonderful scene that you just talked about where. Uh, 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 Daenerys is standing there and the dragons are burning everything and the fire's in her background. Yeah. And Estelle posted a, a little short video that shows Khaleesi with these sunglasses coming down over her face as, <coughs> as that fire's in the background and it says, deal with it. It was really cute. So thank you, Estelle, for that. And I would also like to give a shout out to Michael. He posted the pics of uh, of uh, uh, Daenerys uh, when she was telling uh, that Krasnys, you know, uh, mm. um, what you call him, uh, Valerian is my mother tongue. So thank you for that. And I got to say, oh Lord, a, a, a really good shout out to MK. <laughs> MK is the inventor of our little drinking game. You know, haven't heard from MK for a while, but MK posted. This funny or die video link called Gay of Thrones. Oh, it's funny. You have got to go see it, y'all. It is hilarious. So thank you very much, MK. Oh, I was dying laughing. It was funny. Okay. Where are my dragons? Yeah, I know. I love that. I love that that Jonathan Mm -hmm. guy. So I encourage all y'all to go on our Facebook page and check those out if you haven't already. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's start out with our um, iTunes feedback okay cool <clears throat> we don't have no more ones do we i don't know i haven't looked oh, at them Lord, yet so. let's hope not i don't feel like cussing the, out today sister jay this, this don't even go there <laughs> okay the first one is from kermeister hey kermeister. it's like listening to my mother and aunt discussing a tv show <laughs> i affectionately call them sister speak 
How much do I love these ladies? I just got into The Walking Dead, and after catching up with the show, I immediately thought, I wonder if the sisters have done a show for this. Yep. Sure enough, they did, and it was great hearing their perspective and making me laugh. (laughs) I'm so glad they're back for Game of Thrones. If you enjoy a sister's point of view, these are the girlfriends you need to hear. Five stars. Thank you so much for that five-star review. Thank you, Kiermeister. Kiermeister. <coughs> Excuse me. The next one is from Michelle Five Ten. Hey, Michelle. I love listening to Sister Speaks Game of Thrones podcast. They are so funny and into the show. <laughs> they do other good shows like True Blood too. Yep. I can't say I like their Walking Dead one due to them being so anti Andrea. Yep. And failing to focus on what's really going on. Mm. Anyways, this is one of my favorite podcasts on Game of Thrones show. It's a shame they post their podcast episodes way way after the show has aired. But it's worth listening to. Record and post faster, ladies. Four stars. Thank you, Michelle, Thank you, Michelle. for that four-star review. She docked us. Well, but you know, hey, we try to be like halfway on time, but you know. Things happen. We have so many other projects going on separately and, you know, uh, uh, with jobs and stuff, too. That Yeah, we just have to wait till the weekend. Okay, and the next feedback is from Joy1957. Hey, Joy. Great podcast. It's a family affair. Join in the fun. People will ask, why are you smiling? Five stars. <laughs> Thank you, Joy, for that. Thank five you, Joy. Okay, the next one is from Liddy. Liddy hey. Babe. Hey, Liddy Babe. The sisters are all of the uh, funny, fierce, fabulous. The sisters are all of the above. Like many listeners, I first discovered them through their True Blood podcast and have since followed them like like little puppy to Fringe, <laughs> The Walking Dead, and finally Game of Ooh, Thrones. Oh, cool. These ladies tell it like it is and then some. It's like watching a show with your sister, your bestie, and your favorite auntie all in one. <laughs> Sometimes their podcasts are better than the actual episodes they're reviewing. <laughs> Sisters, please know that you have given me hours of entertainment over the past few years. Your podcasts are always a treat to listen to, and they've livened up many a mundane, uh, mundane, mundane task. Sorry. Keep them coming. God bless and much love, Liddy Babe. Thank you, Liddy Babe, for Thank that. Thank you, Liddy Babe. That, uh, we appreciate it very much. We appreciate it very much. And the last one for this week is um, from Alabama Freddy. Hey, Alabama Freddy. The sisters don't disappoint. The sisters are better than ever and always deliver, even if it's a little late sometimes. <laughs> they could do a podcast about the Weather Channel, and it would still be better than most of the other stuff out there. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Love y'all, Freddie. Thank Bye you, Alabama Freddie. Thank you, Freddie. <laughs> hey, we're going to have to try the, the, the Weather Channel and, and see if we could be funny. No. <laughs> Weather is not that exciting. <laughs> Thank you for that review. Thank you, that Alabama was great. Freddie. <laughs> okay, let's get on to our email. We had quite a bit this time. Ooh, I bet you. <coughs> okay, the first one is from um Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Oh, looks like she sent us a voice message. Glad you sisters are back. I really missed you. I kept checking and rechecking my podcast feed and was grinning like a fool when I saw a new episode pop up. This is my first voicemail. Sorry for the way I sound, but I'm sick. Aww. And have no string to type, much less string complete sentences together. Tammy. So let me go ahead and play that voicemail now. Okay, great. Hey, sisters. This is Tammy. And I am so glad you guys are back. 
Um, you'll have to excuse the way I sound. This is my first voicemail, and I'm sick. Just like Sister Kay. Um, I wanted to tell you guys that I missed you, and I had been actually following you guys on The Walking Dead, even though I didn't actually watch the whole season of The Walking Dead. We fell off watching The Walking Dead, me and my husband, Andreas. We both fell off watching it because Andreas just couldn't hang with those zombies, and he'd have nightmares and whatnot. And so I was like, well, I'm not watching it by myself. So anyway, I decided to follow the podcast. Um, So that was great. And then I was so excited for Game of Thrones, but then you fell off and you were gone for like a couple weeks. I was real worried. So I'm glad you guys are back. And last night's episode, which was called um, And Now His Watches, and it was awesome. I think it was just the end that I liked the best, of course, with Daenerys and the dragons and her firing up that dude who I just couldn't stand, who kept calling her you know, bitch and whore and slut. I was so glad that his his ass got burned up. Dracarys. I was I was like cheering, actually. I was like, yes. Um, that was awesome. Um, and so now she has her army. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, the rest of the episode, I was kind of like, what's going on? Um, Theon, I actually feel sorry for Theon because... At one point, he's getting away, and then next thing you know, the guy leads him around in a whole circle, only to bring him back and be like, oh, look, I got him. What, what was the point of that? It was just, it was crazy. I actually feel sorry for Theon. I can't believe it. And not only do I feel sorry for Theon, but I actually feel sorry for Jamie and Brienne, of course, because I love Brienne. But I actually felt sorry for Jamie because he's just, he's just low right now. I mean, they're torturing him bad. Um... And this would never have happened, of course, if Cat, Lady Cat, had not let that fool go and sent poor Brienne off. And, and so now the, both of them are in trouble. And I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I think the rest of the episode, I was kind of like, okay, let's just, let's just wrap these stories up. Come on. My favorite part was just Daenerys at the end. That was the part I was, like, loud and cheering about. But, um... I'm so glad you guys are back, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, thank you, Tammy, for that wonderful uh, voicemail, and you don't sound sick to me. I know. You sounded great. Yeah, you sounded great, and and please tell Andreas the sisters say hi. Hey, Andreas. (laughs) Keep those blinds closed. Yeah, keep them curtains closed, baby. But, uh, okay, a couple things. you sound like you're such a nice, sweet person because, you know, you felt sorry for Theon and Jamie. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel shit for them fools. I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt bad for Jamie, as I said, and I didn't say this yet, but I felt a twinge for Theon mm. only when he said, my father, my real father got beheaded in King's Landing. Mm. That's the only time I felt a twinge for him. The rest of it, I was like, okay, I really just want to know who the guys are torturing him. Mm. And I get why they went through all that to try to get information about yep. Brandon Rickon. Yep. But, okay, let's get on with I don't feel a bit bag. I'm sorry for him because if he really felt that way, then what the hell are you doing trashing, trashing your father's castle and shit? You the one that went to Winterfell. Yeah. You the one that did that shit. True. You the one that that <laughs> double crossed the 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 Starks. Yep. Rickon and Bran ain't never done a thing to you. If you was mad at Rob, you should have taken that up with Rob. Oh no, he ain't gonna do all that. You know. But anyway, punk. But anyway, thank you, Tammy, 
for that email. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> for that voicemail I made and the email too. Yes, thank you for the voicemail. I love getting voicemail. Yeah. Okay, our next email is from um, Bunny. Hey, Bunny. Uh, Sister K, you sound better. I will try just to mention some of what I think. I do not want to upset Sister J by being too long-winded. <laughs> what a great episode. One of the best. I always liked Varys, but now that I see what he did with the sorcerer, I would not want to cross him. That's right. That was scary. <laughs> it hurt my heart to see Jamie treated in that fashion mm. and warmed my heart to see the expression and defense Brienne showed towards him. Mm. I just love that girl. She is so good. I do like And is Brienne. really helping Jamie to seek revenge. We know it will be coming. Can't wait for Jamie to learn to fight left-handed. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh. They killed Mormont. Holy crap. What was that? I know. See, I say the same thing. I know, Bunny. It what was, was shocking. That? It was shocking. I am with Sister J. Kill Catelyn. She has become B-O-R-I-N-G. Boring. Thank you. Kill her all. I Shit. think we need to kill her. Hell yeah. No. Mm. Well, as I watch Daenerys and her dragons whip ass and clean up the place, and at the end give freedom to her unsullied, when they started marching to the ships, Daenerys, dragon, and army, I said, just get off the throne, you little rat-faced Joffrey, <laughs> and hand it over to Daenerys. That's right. This girl means business. She gonna be business. Love the final shots. Great, great episode. Sorry for the link, Sister J. <laughs> Hopefully Sister K is well now, and she will read it. <laughs> I'm mostly well. I'm still coughing as you can hear. Yeah. Can't wait for the next podcast. And then she also um, had a second part um, that she had to write again. What accent? You're right, Sister Kay. I do not feel I have an accent. (laughs) However, I was raised in East Harlem, Manhattan, and have been told by other New Yorkers that have a Harlem accent. Oh, my. So I guess that means I sound like I come from the hood. <laughs> I didn't think you no, sound like the hood. It's not like New York. You just sound like East Coast. Which yeah, I, I like New that York. <clears throat> like I was thinking, like, like that accent, like Alicia Keys has when she's singing that what? song, New York. Yeah. Oh gosh, I cannot stand that song. Oh please, I can't. Okay, really, I don't really like Alicia Keys either. Oh Lord. Okay, never mind. Anyway, I like the New York accent. I do too. And Boston too. I like the Boston accent. Okay. Secondly, how tall is the Tyrion statue? <laughs> I know Sister Jane will get a kick out of that. Oh my goodness, buddy! I can't laugh. It's short like him. Yes, Lord. No, those little figurines are like two inches tall. They're really short. No. Yeah, they're small. They're about four inches tall. Though. No, they're not that long. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Mm. Maybe three. lastly i would like to address all new listeners to the podcast please if you do not like the podcast turn it off (laughs) warning do not post how much you do not like it (laughs) the last person (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) the last person who gave the sisters one star got an earful yep i personally pissed my pants at the outrage that descended on the listener (laughs) funny funny ladies even in the face of one star your response alone sisters warranted at least 10 stars (laughs) love you both bunny thank you buddy for that email and you know i did go back and listen to that and and i was kind of rough on on the one star review person but 
That pissed me off, though. Because why go out of your way to do that? So I, I agree with you, Bunny. I've listened to plenty of things I didn't really care for, but I don't want to jack their shit up. Yeah. Pe- anyway. There's something for everybody anyway. That's right. Thank you, you know, Bunny. Thank you, Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our next email is from Samantha. Hey, Samantha. That dragon lit Krasnus as up. <laughs> that made the episode for me. Yep. I love the epic music in the background and the look of surprise on his face when Daenerys let out Dracarys. Yeah. She really showed her humanity by letting the Unsullied decide whether or not they wanted to fight for her. That's right. We do know, though, that she is not a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Or she is a force, is a to, force be to be reckoned with. with. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad we got to see what happened with Jamie Lannister right away. Anyway, that's my two cents. Get well soon. Bye, Sister Samantha. Thank you, Samantha, Thank for you, that Samantha. email. And yeah, I'm glad, too, that, that they're showing, you know, what's happening with Jamie and stuff. Because just to have them, like, captured and then we don't see any more would have yeah. been, you know been real bad. Yeah, yeah. Episodes sometimes. Yeah. So, made me so yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad they are showing them both. Too. Yes, me too. Okay, thank you, Samantha. Our next email is from Brother Ray. Hey, Brother Ray. And I love his subject line. Dim Thrones, Dim Thrones, Dim Mofo Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome yeah. back, sisters. This was one hell of an episode. Yep. So much happened. I have to say that I love me some Tyrells. Marjorie and Elena, the Queen of Thorns, have stolen the show. Oh, yes. I know. I love yes. Marjorie and Elena. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Varys proved that revenge is a dish best served cold, and in this case, in a crate. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> That's true. Brienne broke it down for spoiled old Jamie. And? Loved it. Craster is dead. What took so long? Thank you. I was sad at the death of Mormont. But let's talk about the big surprise of that scene. Sam's fat ass ain't never run that fast. <laughs> Aww. Oh, thank you, Brother, Brother Ray. Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray. Theon, poor Theon. I just don't know what's happening or who's behind all this torture, but I just smile during his scenes as I imagine that he's Andrea getting the torture <laughs> she deserved. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Ray. Thank Thank you, Brother Ray. I do respect him for realizing what he did wrong. Yep. Which is another nod back to Andrea, who never admitted her wrongdoing. Never. Just saying. Okay, last of my Walking Dead rants. Thank you. Thank I know. It's so true, because I think that's why I felt a twinge for him in that scene, because he did at least admit he He did did wrong, and he admitted that my father's never going to love me. My real father... Died at King's Landing. Yeah, he did. You're right. He did. How many times did you ladies watch the last 10 minutes? Ooh, yeah. At least 15, 15 times. We have seen such growth from Daenerys. Yep. She is amazing. Makes me wish that we could have known the Targaryens. Yeah, I know. Well, not that mad king one. <laughs> whenever she is a bad... Uh, whenever she's a badass, others have stated that they can tell she is a Targaryen. Mm-hmm. I bet that was one hell of a family. I bet it was, too. That last scene, well, you know, her, the Targaryens, and the Lannisters, Yep. I think both have some craziness in them because they inbreed. Yeah. Yeah. Or they incest or whatever they call it for people. Inbreed. But, yeah. <clears throat> um, I bet that was one hell of a family. That last scene was amazing, and the way it was shot was equally impressive. I know. Yes. That was very good. This is when you can really appreciate awards for cinematography. Yep. 
and special effects because yes. the dragons, the only scene that I felt like the dragons looked fake mm. was the very last scene when they're flying in the distance. Oh, I didn't. To me, that looked a little fake, but the scene Not where they're we're up close and she's first getting um, him out of the crate and he's flapping his rings and stuff. Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do they do that? I know. Uh, lastly, screw that one-star iTunes review you received last week. <laughs> Enough said on that. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to your next podcast. It didn't even bother me that you missed a week because I just downloaded an old episode to give my sister fix for the week. <laughs> Later, Brother Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray. And hopefully we're, we're <coughs> totally back on track, you know, for the whole rest of the season. But, but uh, yeah, I... This was the best episode that, so far, I think. I mean, it was just, it was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, just. They make her scenes short and sweet. Yeah. It's just awesome. But, but the whole, the whole thing of, of why she even went to Astapor and she's getting this army and, and the whole backstory of the Unsullied. And I have a feeling that now that they're. Free that we're going to get some unsullied character. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to actually have speaking lines and uh, that'd stuff? That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can get some more backstory on them. But I just love the whole thing. I cannot wait till she gets to Westeros. Ooh, can't That's wait. That's going to be hot as mess. Ooh, can't for wait. Real. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, our next email is from um, Taj. Hey Taj. Hey sisters, I'm so glad you're back. I went through the first three episodes looking like Dave Chappelle's Tyrone. <laughs> Feening for some sister feedback. Oh, Lord. So this weekend when you released your third, your three episodes back to back, needless to say, I was in heaven. <laughs> sister K said something in a past podcast calling Marjorie Cersei 3.0. Yep. And I do think that they have similar traits, but the reason that Marjorie gets under Cersei's skin so much is because Marjorie is not afraid of Cersei like Sansa was. Exactly. When Sansa was... Um, uh, no, when Sansa was Joffrey's consort, Cersei had all control over her. Yep. Hell, Ned died because Sansa told Cersei and Joffrey that he was taking her and Arya back to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. But Cersei can't pull at Marjorie's strings the way she did Sansa does. Sansa, like she did Sansa, does everyone around her, and that's what kills her when it comes to Marjorie. Yeah. If it had been Sansa's clothes that Cersei criticized, Sansa would probably have gotten a new wardrobe the next day. Mm-hmm. But not Marjorie. Her clothes got more revealing. They did! <laughs> get more revealing the more Cersei talks. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say how much I love the Lady Elena? I know it. Her bluntness and shoot from the hip attitude kills me and is refreshing in King's Landing where everyone is playing the spy game. Mm-hmm. Finally, can I talk about my girlfriend, Danny? I knew something was up when she gave that slaver her black dragon. Because the black one is her favorite. Yeah. He is. That's the one they always show. Mm-hmm. He's the one she named after Drogo. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I knew some trickery was afoot. <laughs> See, I didn't even hone on that, but you did, though. And how shocked, because she's not giving them dragons yet. I know, but see, I don't Especially know. Especially when she just got them back. Mm-hmm. And how shocked was everyone when she began speaking Valerian? Yeah, I about died when their head snapped at her words. I know. <laughs> My boot don't play. This is why I have and will always be House Targaryen. <laughs> and then she had a second P.S., 
Um, I forgot to add that I also am suffering from bronchitis, and it also feels just a case pain. It seems to be never-ending. Get better soon. Taj. Oh, thank you, Taj. Thank you, Taj. And we hope you get better soon, too. Oh, gosh. I that really, bronchitis is no joke. It is no joke. Mm-hmm. It just lingers, mm-hmm. and you feel mm-hmm. like you're doing fine, and then you snap back to coughs. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. But thank you, and yes, we are loving thank you. Daenerys as well. Yes. Loving it. Yeah, I think I'll have to be House Targaryen, too. You have to back the woman. Yep. Okay, our next email is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Oh, Shalita. That's a long one, too. Uh-oh, come hey, on, sis girl. says, been listening to the first three Game of Thrones podcasts all day. I'm so happy y'all are feeling better. And, Sister K, your voice improved quite a bit from the first podcast to the last. Yep. Hope that means that the bronchitis is leaving your system. We can pray. Yeah. By the way, Sister J, I gotta apologize in advance Because this is going to be a long-ass email. I noticed that, girl. Go ahead. I can tell you that right now. Episode 4 was way too epic for it not to be. Let's get started. All right. Things I liked. Varys. Note to self. Never cross that man. Mm -hmm. Because he is really patient and is willing to wait to get his vengeance. Mm. Love him and Tyrion talking again. That's the closest thing he has to a friend on the small council. Yeah. Love him and Ross and the Podrick combo. Yep. He really must have laid it on them chicks. Because they're <laughs> still talking about it. I know. That's what I think, too. Love him and Nana Tyrell. Love her so much. She tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. The Tyrells. Marjorie is playing them all. I think Nana Tyrell taught her very well. Yes. She is truly playing the game, yep. and she owns Joffrey. She owns him. Cersei needs to let it go, because if there is even a sliver of control Cersei has on that boy, it will completely disappear once that marriage is consummated. Mm-hmm. On a side note, I also like that scene where Tywin read Cersei. You're not as smart as you think you are. I know. I hollered. Back to the Tyrells. Uh, a Tyrell slash Stark match would probably be a good thing, but obviously the Tyrells have their own agenda. Yep. I don't feel that they bear sounds of any ill will. However, they will use her for their own gains. Yep. That's what they did with her during the first episode. Marjorie used the info Sansa gave her to tailor her behavior around Joffrey and to appeal to his crazy side. Yep. Marjorie handled him, and she handled him well. Mm-hmm. Plus, if Sansa is able to marry Loras... I'm sure they will try to gain some favor with Rob as well. Mm-hmm. But Sansa will pretty much be living out her childhood crush here. She is definitely feeling Loras. Yep. Yeah, she is. That's what you said. And he would most likely barely touch her. <laughs> well, but I think he'd do his duty, though. Yeah, he would be with her enough to give her a couple of kids. Yep. And then he would move on with his new boyfriend once he's over Renly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but but at least he'd do that much. Yeah. Renly wasn't even doing that much. Right, because Loras was telling Renly, you got to go make some babies. Yeah, okay? do something. You got to go, I'm going to go get my sister. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So we know Loras at least will do that. Arya and Gendry. For now, I think they're safe with the Brotherhood. While they don't follow any particular noble house, I do believe that they have more respect for Ned and the Starks over the Lannisters and their people. Plus, they definitely have a soft spot for kids, and I think they're really uh, enjoying Arya and her spiritedness. I think so. 
Plus, she's not afraid to talk shit to the hound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. That fight next week is going to be epic. Oh, yeah. By the way, did y'all notice that guy who led them to that cave calls himself a priest of the Lord of the Light? Yes. Like Melisandre. He's Uh-oh. the red priest. Remember yeah. I told you that last week. Right. I Thoros. Mm-hmm. Thoros. She says, uh-oh, want to bet that that's where she's headed? Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, Shit. shit. I didn't think about that. That is awesome. She's, oh, you know what? I bet you're up, right. She says she's going to meet up with them. And I bet she knows Gendry's parentage. She knows oh, he's a Baratheon. Yeah. Speaking of which, I have another theory about another surviving male in the Baratheon line. Who? And mind you, I have only partially read the first book, so I don't know anything. This is just a theory. At least my coworker and I have this theory. Don't know if I or anyone else had brought it up before, but she and I don't think that Jon Snow is actually Ned Stark's bastard. I think he's actually one of Robert's bastards, <gasps> but his mother was a Stark. Ned's late sister, who Robert was in love with. Just my theory. Oh, he, that would be awesome. He that is w- of Stark blood, but not in the way that everyone thinks. Because I honestly can't see Ned cheating on Catelyn. He was just too honorable. <gasps> That would make all of Catelyn's shit even worse. I don't. But that you would know what? Awesome, that, but I don't, that would be awesome. And he, <coughs> he, he does have that black hair. But I don't think that. Well, Ned didn't have black hair, though. Like no, but they're saying that Robert Baratheon oh, is, yeah, 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 yeah. is his daddy, and, and Stark, uh, Ned's sister, is the mama. But you know, but I don't know that that's true because remember, first season. When mm. Ned and Robert were going back to King's Landing, they stopped on the side of the road and they were eating in that field. Right. And he said... They were talking about her. Her. He said, yeah. you've never really told me about her. And he says, and I never will, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is true. And that now, that conversation did happen. And... And I thought that his sister got killed or died before Robert and her could even do anything. Yeah, because that's when he... No... No, because because Cersei, I mean, Rob... They weren't married. Uh, right. Ned Stark's sister is dead, but that's when he got with Cersei. Right, because he wanted to marry Ned's sister, but she died. Right. So I don't think they had any time to make a baby and go well, nine good, months and have a baby. That's an interesting theory, though. That's interesting. That would be awesome. Wow. But that's cool. I, don't think I never even thought about that. I would have told her, though. I don't... Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm. Mm, That's pretty good. She says, Bran, love the little glimpse of him running in the woods and climbing. Interesting that he and Jojen are purposely sharing the dreams now. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it was interesting to see Cat pop up like that. I thought so, too. Yeah. Though it must suck to relive your injury in your dreams all the time. See, my thing about it was, not that she popped up, but that she's the one that dropped him. That's what I was like. Something must symbolize something. Because she let uh, uh, Jamie start, go, uh, Jamie Lannister go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, <coughs> she says, unexpected things. Jamie, I can't believe that I actually feel sympathy for him. First, they have his hand hanging around his neck, <laughs> a la Daryl and his walker ears in The Walking oh, Dead. yeah. Then he got beat down. And now he's getting a pep talk from Brienne. Poor thing. <laughs> Though he kind of brought it on himself with his actions. Absolutely. Theon. 
He's another one who's brought it on himself, but I felt sorry for him. Mm. What the fuck was that whole thing about? Why help him escape only to lead him back there? And and are they just fucking with him or what? Yep. And who is that guy? I think I saw somewhere online that he's Bolton's bastard or mm. something. I, I don't know. Still not understanding that whole sequence, but I actually felt bad for Theon. Plus, if that was that, that is that guy, he's kind of crazy. <laughs> I think it's safe to say he was probably the one who burned down Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Winter hell. Oops, Winterfell. <laughs> well, I think they did it just to get information on the Stark boys. Mm-hmm. But still, some of the conversation, you're right, is a little confusing as to, it doesn't quite all lead to that. So it's like, what else were they trying to get to? I don't know. Mm. Um, the Night's Watch. They went ape shit on them folks. They showed sure did. I saw Christ's death coming because he was treating them worse than his pigs. He was. But I didn't see Mormon's death coming. Mm-hmm. My mouth literally dropped on that one. I think everybody did. I know. Didn't everybody see did. that coming at all. Mm-hmm. And of course Sam went straight to Gilly and got up out of there. But here's the thing. Craster served a purpose. We may disagree with it, but him giving the White Walkers his boys probably kept them at bay. But now he's gone. There's no one really at the wall to protect it. That means the walkers will be moving south without any impediment now. Well, they didn't have any impediment before, yeah. but yeah. it's going to make it way easier for the um, wildings mm-hmm. to cross because they took, what, 300 people with them. Yep. They're coming back with probably, fit. well, who knows if they even get back. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be a mess. Save the best for last. Danny is the... M-F-H-B-I-C, the motherfucking head bitch in charge. <laughs> that is my girl. She is. Love the Khaleesi. And you called it, Sister K. Danny played that mofo. Dracarys. Yes. Show did. The whole ending was epic. The Khaleesi is a bad bitch. Don't think Jorah and Selmy will be questioning her anytime soon. I don't think so. Gotta rewatch that scene more because it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, as usual, long ass email. Sorry, Sister J. <laughs> Until next time, Shalita. P.S. New True Blood BTS was posted today. I don't know what that is. Behind the scenes? Yeah. Okay. Behind the scenes was posted today. You see Jason confronting Nora, and that's all I'm saying. Less than two months now. Waiting sucks. <laughs> P.S.S. Oh, Lord, you got a P.S.S. too, Shalita? Yep. Um, P.S.S. I'm caught up on Vikings. Travis Fimmel plays Ragnar. Okay. No relation to the Scars Guards. Okay. But I don't trust Ragnar's brother, though. Oh, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting a huge jealousy vibe going on there. Yep. Who knows what he's going to do? Yeah. It's very fascinating. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm glad it got picked up for a second season. Yep. Can't wait to see the finale on Sunday. And who the heck was that crazy fool on iTunes giving y'all one star? What the hell? Yep. Jealous hater is who that was. Mm -hmm. Shaking my head. Jealous because y'all do the best podcasts out there. (laughs) Shalita. Thank you, Shalita, for that long ass email, girl. Thank you, Shalita. But that was an awesome email. And you know what? Uh, I I will take a minute and say I I just love the Vikings. That is... 
that is such a very well done series. It's very entertaining, but it's also very uh, educational, I think, as well. And I I agree with you. That brother, uh, Rollo, oh yeah, because see, Siggy is leading him up to some shit. He was already jealous of Ragnar anyway. And then with Siggy in his ear, oh yeah, he's going to be doing some shit probably in the finale. So anyway. It's been great. And now that I know that the uh, the actor playing Floki is uh, Alexander Skarsgård's brother, then I really watch his character now. And yeah, he's playing a good part too. But I'm enjoying it. But thank you for that long email, girl. Thank you, Shalita. I don't watch the Vikings, so. Oh, it's it's awesome. It's been very, very good. I'm going to have to catch it. I tell you, these other cable sta- <clears throat> uh, uh, channels, they might have come late to the party, but they are producing some really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's on the History Channel. So, okay. Okay. Um, our next feedback is a voicemail, so let me go ahead and play that now. Okay. Hello, Sister J and Sister K. Um, I hope this voicemail finds you well, and I'm happy that that home remedy helped you out. And Sister K, you should try it. It'll, it'll make you feel better, even if it doesn't take it all away. So, by the time you get this, you'll probably feel better anyway, but, yeah, it doesn't hurt to try it. It's not cheap and won't hurt. Well, I call you guys to talk about the Game of Thrones. This episode was the best episode of Game of Thrones, maybe ever. It's competing with the last episode of season one for the best one ever. Uh, a lot of stuff went on in this episode. It was like action packed. Everybody was going through with their whole their own their own little drama. Well, most people. King Landon is just they were just sitting pretty, but whatever. First, Jamie, I feel kind of bad for him. I have to remind myself that this this guy pushed an eight-year-old out of a window. So, like, because, yeah, he's, I mean, they have his hand around his neck, stinking and rotting. And, I mean, they got it tight around there good, so it ain't going to fall off. And they won't even give him any water, and he has to try to fight his way, which, actually, he did even to have his sword hand cut off. He did pretty well with his left hand, you know. So I can see where he will be troubled if he, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why the guy chopped his hand off, to make him less formidable as a swordsman. Because I don't think, you know, if he was able to get even a little bit help, I think he would have been able to give them. I'm looking in between him and Brian, I think they could probably take some guys under the right circumstances. But, yeah, I'm feeling real bad for him. And Brian is trying to tell him, which she's like one of my favorite characters now. Trying to tell them that, you know, hey, bad stuff happens all the time. Most of the time, bad stuff happens to good people. You're not even a good person. The bad stuff happening to you, so, hey, you got to suck it up. You know, you got to gotta dish it out. I mean, you got to be able to take it. You got to dish it out all the time. And uh, it looks like they're trying, some people are trying to help her out because she really needs it because she's pretty stupid. I mean, even believing Little Finger is even remotely trying to help her. It goes to show that she's just not very bright at all. Um... Arya got the brains with the females in that family. So at least she's not a blonde. She's a redhead. So the blondes are actually pulling it up. You know, Daenerys and Brienne are making blondes look a lot better from uh, the Game of Thrones perspective. And Cersei, wow, I don't distrust you because you're a woman. I distrust you because you're not as smart as you think you are. I mean, that was cold and right on the money because she thinks she's so smart and she's just not. 
Well, thank you, Tori, for that wonderful voice. Thank mail. you, Tori. I think it kind of cut off there at the end, but yeah, uh, I, I really, really, really like your comments on, uh, Jamie, because although I didn't feel no sympathy for him, though, but you broke it down really, really well. Yeah. You broke it down really, really well when Brad's trying to tell him, look, shit happened to people all the time, and you're not even a good person, but mm-hmm. it happens to good people all the time. <clears throat> you know, And so. you're right. You do have to remind yourself, because I forget. Because I like his character. I don't but I've forget. been forgetting that he did throw Bran out the window. I don't so, forget. Mm-mm. You know, that makes him kind of a bad character. And, you know, Sansa, I don't think is so much stupid as she is naive. She's not really dealt with anything like this before. She's well, not used to people teasing her. I mean, like, even that Marjorie was trying to joke her about that swamp fever or whatever the heck it was. I can't remember what it was. Like I said in a previous uh, podcast, Sansa is a prime example. You get what you ask for, you know? And it started way back when them Lannisters came to visit Winterfell. And she lying about Joffrey and about what happened with yeah. uh, with uh, Joffrey cutting his arm and, 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 and everything. I mean... Yeah, you get what you asked for because she was so enamored at the time with little Joffrey. Well, but like Ned explained in another episode back in season one, you were asking her to go against her future husband, King. Mm. Yeah, but it was your family. It's your family. It's true. You get what you asked for. It's true. She asked for that shit. Even at King's Landing. She doesn't ask for this stuff, though. But but that's what I'm saying. Uh, Everything you do has consequences. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're not going to fuck well, up and make anyway, mistakes. Anyway, even, even in King's Landing, she was still doing that same shit. Well, like she told Shay. So, yeah. He's helping me because of his love for my mom. Mm. That's how she really feels. She doesn't even have any thought in her head. Like when Shay said, oh, no, he doesn't help you just for that. He wants you. She's like, oh, no, he's too old. She doesn't even cross her mind. Right. That he has any other motive. And I like what Shay said. He don't think he's too old. Most men don't. Yeah, think most men don't yeah. think they too old. Mm. But I, so I think she's just naive. She yeah, doesn't live she in reality. Is. And even when she's had reality smacked up in her face, she still thinks of the best of someone. And that's not so much being dumb. Well, it can be being dumb, but she's young. She's naive. And she just refuses to see all that. After all the shit she done seen by now, come on now. She needs to be a little bit more distrustful of people. Yeah. Especially after all the shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Especially. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tori. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that voicemail. Okay, our next email is from Jazzy. Hey, Jazzy. Hey, sisters. I hope everyone is feeling better. Yep. I'm so happy to say I followed y'all over to the Game of Thrones podcast from True Blood. I swear HBO has the best shows. Mm -hmm. They do. Anyway, I guess you can tell I'm a fan. Laugh out loud. I listened to the last podcast from last season, and the only thing I didn't agree with you on was was, uh, Jon Snow. I think that he is the smartest of all of the Stark clan. He sure can come up with a great partially true lie on the fly. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing I worry about is him getting hung up on the woman. Mm-hmm. I saw in the scenes from future episodes of them having sex. If she gets pregnant, he will find it hard, if not impossible, to leave her. Hmm. Hmm. 
I didn't see that in a scene. In a, huh. Yeah, that is in an upcoming scene. <coughs> okay, where to start? I kind of feel sorry for Jamie in this episode. <coughs> sorry. <clears throat> I know that his family is horrible, and he's done horrible things, but it's sad to see an absolutely broken man. If it had been... <coughs> Jay... <laughs> It ain't sad for me. (laughs) If it had been Rob that cut off his hand, I wouldn't have felt sorry for him because it would have been justice. Mm. I think that him saving Lady Brienne from being raped also made me look at him in a different light. I'm not sure where the storyline with Bran is going, but I wish they would get on with it. Yeah, they need to get on with that, though. I'm kind of getting irritated with his little dreams because each time he has one, they make less and less sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a good point. Well, my whole thing with this episode in particular, that was one scene of like two minutes. It wasn't necessary in this particular episode. No, they could have left it out. Um, I thought at first he would see in the future, but I don't think that's what it is anymore. Nope. Theon Greyjoy's scenes were hilarious. I think the man that rescued him works for his father or sister, and they were trying to test his loyalty, and he failed miserably. Ooh. Oh. That is, well, you know what? This is interesting. That is interesting, Jazzy. Jazzy. This is interesting because. I didn't think about that. Because he said, my sister sent you, and she was sent to Deepwood Mott or wherever the city is called. To take over that city. So if he's bringing him back to the city, does it mean she left the city? Did she take it over and then leave or what? Ooh, that's uh, interesting. Dang, that's a lot to go through just to test your loyalty, though. Um, she says, hmm. I know the man saved you from being raped and tortured, but he still doesn't know him. And here his simple ass is crying and spilling all his darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. Him saying, my real father died in King's Landing, sealed his fate. See, that is interesting because, yeah. okay, he led him around just to see if he would crack. Enough on him. He deserves all of it for turning on Rob and being an idiot. That's what I say. Well, that's true. But, I kind of see your point because there are still some twinges of that conversation that don't all lead to where we're Bran and Rickon. It wasn't like that boy was leading the conversation to what happened to the boys. No. He was just having this conversation about Mm -hmm. him being in Winterfell and him, Hmm. you know, feeling like he wasn't a Stark and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of see that. We'll have to see in the next episode how this plays out. But that's an interesting theory, though. I like it. Yeah. Marjorie is playing Joffrey like a fiddle, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Did you see the way he lit up when he talked about former kings being killed? Yeah. That boy is batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. I love how Cersei is finally getting a glimpse into the mind of the Lady Elena and seeing that she has probably been advising her granddaughter the whole time and very well. Yep. She's probably telling her to keep the little psychopath Joffrey happy (laughs) until they can get rid of them all. Uh-huh. I really like Lady Elena, and I love how she sees through all of the other's bullshit, and she doesn't beat around the bush. Yep. I can see her and her granddaughter being a thorn in Cersei and Tywin's sides in the future. Yep. At least Cersei's. Oh, but she can <laughs> deal with Tywin. Tywin seems to enjoy them. So. Yeah, but I think that I think Lady Elena can, can deal yeah. with Tywin, too. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't surprised when Carl killed Craster. 
Because nobody takes the black because they are choir boys. There, see? That's he what was I talking too much shit to starving men. Talking shit. But I was shocked when they killed Mormont. Yep. All hell broke loose after that. Yep. But where in the hell is Sam going with the girl and the baby with wildlings everywhere? See? Yep. And he's going to do it. And he's going to do... All he's going to do is shit himself and get himself killed if they come across any. Yeah, because he's not going <clears> to <throat> fight. He might, though, because he's he loves this girl. We mm. know he loves this girl. So he might. Mm. My favorite part of this episode was by, by far was Daenerys. Yep. I know... Or excuse me, I knew that she could not. Sorry, I knew that she could understand that asshole, and that she was going to turn on him. And now he's a crispy critter. Yep. Laugh out loud. I like how she freed the slaves and gave them a choice whether or not they wanted to join. I think this will make them extremely loyal to her, and hopefully she can get her huge ass army to King's Landing and take back the throne. I know what the books say about her, but maybe the writers will. Okay, wait a minute, Jazz A. Don't be giving nothing away. No spoilers. I'm not going to read that line. Anyway, thanks for all the laughs and looking forward to the next podcast, Jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy, for the almost spoiler. <laughs> yeah, because see, Sister K don't read these beforehand. So, no, I read them you know. after. I yeah. What after. Anyway, thank you, though. Thank you, Jazzy. Uh, and I really like that theory on Theon, though. That. That's something I had not thought I hadn't about. Thought about that either. I had not thought that. So that might be interesting. That would be you, very. You, you just might be right. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we got an email from the girls at Geek Girl Soup, who we did a um, True Blood oh, podcast yeah. with last year. Yeah, and <clears throat> they um, are asking us to play an audio file. Uh, for a friend of theirs who has recently been diagnosed with cancer. Aww. They're working on a fundraiser um, for her treatments through the GiveForward.com website. Mm-hmm. And so let me go ahead and play this now, which will give you more information about how um, we can all help um, someone who's in need. Okay, great. Hi, this is Susan from Geek Girl Soup. One of our fellow geek girls has been dealt a really crappy hand. She was diagnosed with two types of thyroid cancer and needs your help. Hey everyone, it's Amelia. We've got a fundraiser going on to help raise money for her treatments. Head over to facebook.com backslash help kick cancer for details on where to donate and to get info on the upcoming art auction. And as always, you can message us at geekgirlsoup at gmail.com to get info on where to donate funds or art. Thank you, Amelia and Susan, for that. And we definitely will um, post this on our Facebook page so that people can go there if they're interested in donating art or dollars to help help her. Yes, okay. God bless her. I know. We'll pray for you, too. Yeah, Marianne. Okay, our next piece of feedback is from Tony. Hey, Tony. Hi, ladies. Great double podcast you did. And Sister J, woman, whew, I, I promise to never give you one star. <laughs> also, you mentioned how bastards got their name. Here you go. Um, what is the bastard name for each region? Water, waters for King's Landing and Dragonstone. Snow for the North. Pike for the Iron Islands. Rivers for the Riverlands. Stone for the Vale. Hill for the Westerlands. Flowers for the Reach, 
Storm for the Stormlands and Sand for Dorn. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good. Very good. Excuse me. One thing I'm hearing in speculation is who's playing the best thus far game in Game of Thrones? Marjorie. Well, let's first um, rule out the most powerful, Tywin. He's been there, done that, and frankly not interested in being king, at least up front. No. He's like the godfather and does everything (laughs) in the background, unlike Stannis, whose only real power comes from Melisandre. Yep. Speaking of which, notice how the belief in the God of Light has taken over Westeros. Uh-huh. Anyway, Peter Littlefinger Baelish seems to be playing the best game so far. Mm-hmm. The only person that has any clue of how much power he is trying to obtain is Lord Varys. If he marries Lissa Aaron, he takes control of the East. Then if he somehow gets Sansa Stark, he takes control of the North if Rob dies. That will give him control of half of Restoros, enough to start building that army need, needing to attack King's Landing. Who has Theon? Hint, number one. Ruth Bolton said to Rob, my bastard can take 200 men to retake Winterfell. Ding. Hint two. Remember Theon, all men died, there were only 20. You saw all the dead bodies when Bran came up from the tombs. Now the key, the first guy... That was going to rape Theon, who got shot by the arrow, said at the end, Bastard. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah, he did say that. He did say that. So, Ruth Bolton's bastard, which is what someone else said. Yeah, someone else said, too. Okay, it's short, so I don't get a beat down by Sister J. (laughs) Um, Continue to get well and enjoy your podcast, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony, you, Anthony, for that email. And you know what, Anthony? In my opinion, the person who is playing the best game is Marjorie, I think. Well, mm-hmm. for right now, but she's new. Yeah. That's true. She's new. Because Baelish is not going to succeed. No, but he is right that nobody knows this except Varys. Well, yeah. He has snuckily, sneakily... Weaved his way into getting land and a title mm-hmm. and money, mm-hmm. and that's three fourths the battle. Okay, but this is this is this is my thought. I don't believe you are correct that no one knows that. I think Taiwan knows exactly. Oh, he's pretty crafty. He is, but Taiwan also knows and believes that he can control Baelish. See, so, yeah. uh, yeah, I think Marjorie's doing the best because, man, and now she got her grandma up in there, too. Honey. Ooh, they are working it. Anyway, thank okay, you, Anthony. Okay, our next email is from Owen. Hey, Owen. He says, hi, Sister K and Sister J. Because of your interest in Game of Thrones, I wanted to share something that I helped create with a few friends. It's called the King's Roadmap, and it is an interactive recap map of all the episodes of Game of Thrones. Cool. You can find it at uh, directtv.com slash the King's Roadmap. I think it's a great resource for Game of Thrones fans and think your listeners would have an interest in hearing about it. Cool. Thanks for letting me know what you think, Owen. Oh, okay. Well, hey, Owen. And give that. Thank you, Owen, for that. Um, so uh, you're just basically link. trying to pimp your stuff. You really didn't have no comments on the podcast. <laughs> but that's okay, Owen. <coughs> Why don't you give that uh, 
email address again or that link. <clears throat> Thank you, Owen. I gave it once. Oh, Sister K. Okay. Look, we she can't got have attitude. No, if everyone had something to hawk mm-hmm. on the podcast, we would never get through mm-hmm. anything. Okay. Don't you agree? Yeah, I suppose. Okay, Owen, I'll cut you some slack. www.direct.tv slash the King's Road Map. Happy. Oh, you had to see Sister K rolling her eyes. I said, thank you, Owen. But, you know, next time, Owen, have a comment for the show. Well, that's all he said. He didn't have a comment about us or liking Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, which I'm assuming he does since he he made this map. Mm -hmm. Nothing about the podcast. So I don't know if he really even listens to us. He just knows that we do a podcast. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm kind of skeptical. Sorry, Owen, but I'm skeptical. I don't trust you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Boom. Boop. Mm, okay. Okay, our next email is from Steven. Hey, Steven. Hey, sisters. What an episode. I think this could be my favorite so far, but definitely in the top five. Yep. So much good stuff. Poor Jamie having to wear his own hand around his neck. That was cold Damn, blood. that is cold. That's cold blood. Varys. Wow. There is a man, well, part man anyway, who knows how to get revenge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Up in the north. Cannot believe what happened with the Night's Watch. I may have daddy issues, but I wanted the Mormons to meet up at some point and fight side by side. Me too. But that is not going to happen anymore, is it? Poor Mormont. Glad the wilding crafter died, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needed to go. Well, but at least I'm glad that Mormont's not going to be made a, a White Walker. He will if they don't burn his ass. Because everybody died. Everybody who dies, they say, mm-hmm. is not burned up. Trust me, they'll be burning the whole place down. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And roasting that big ass hog. <laughs> and her babies. And the babies. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think there's um, anything. Let me think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fracking Danny. <laughs> we all guessed it was going to happen like it did, but wow, to see it was just incredible. I know. That bald guy should have insisted on having a muscle. Put up on a muzzle, put up on that dragon before handing over the whip mm-hmm. to the unsullied. Then he might not have been burnt up like a chestnut roasting on an open fire. <laughs> I think he still would have been roasted. He would have been roasted. Can't wait for the next episode. Speak to you soon, sisters. Stephen from Ormskirk, England. Thank you, Stephen, Thank you, for Stephen. that email. And yeah, that that Krasny's, oh yeah, he needed to be burnt he up. He needed to get burned. All that shit he was saying from Oof. Jump Street. Jump. You know? He was Jump. just calling her all kind of names and stuff. He had to go. He had to go. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, they've said before that dragon fire is, like, even worse than wildfire. Yeah. But you just can't get rid of it. I mean, it burns through steel. It burns through stone. Yep. So, I thought, ooh, yeah, that was Yeah, that was great. Watch. Okay, our next email is from Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Hello, ladies. That was another doozy of a show last week. Yep. And Sister J, you were right all along that Danny understood every word that ball-headed sleazeball was saying. Yep. My friends were so worried about the dragon being traded away, but I knew there was going to be some Dracarys up in that piece. That's right. I was so upset when they killed Meister Marmont. I know. And by his own man, too. Yep. Nobody is safe on this show. Like I said on Gickloo. Mm-hmm. This is like medieval Oz. 
like that. Jorah won't get to see his daddy now. I know. Shaking that's my the, head rough. That's the only thing, because I, I was wanting Jorah to meet up with Mormont. I don't think they even would have met up, because he's too far away. Mm. Um, and poor Jamie, he's just through. Wearing his festering hand around his own neck. Mm-hmm. Drinking and showering in horse piss. Mm-hmm. That, see, that was nasty. That was so nasty. But do you think the man was just really messing with him or, or was it really horse piss? I think piss? it was really horse piss. Oh. Because he started choking it and throwing it up. Mm-hmm. I hope that Brienne reached him with what she was saying when she told him to man up. Mm-hmm. Because he looked worse than Sam did when he refused to walk any further in the snow. <laughs> Yeah, because his hands chopped off. Yeah. I mean, that, first and of all. And he probably got some kind of fever or something, too. Yeah. First of all, that alone will make your body probably just shut down. Yeah. From shock. Mm-hmm. And in those days, you don't have no Advil <laughs> or no Tylenol or codeine or whatever. Or antibiotics. <laughs> yeah, or antibiotics. You know, but the pain to me mm-hmm. would be what would get me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, by now you've already seen my Facebook post about how you all provided me with hours of entertainment with your response to the negative Nellie's iTunes review. (laughs) Oh my love. That was funny. (laughs) Speaking of feedback, I am a native New Yorker and even I was taken by Bunny's accent on the voicemail. Yep. Laugh out loud. Somehow that wasn't the voice I expected when I hear you read all of her previous messages to you. <laughs> that was a real deal, ungentrified New York right New Yorker right there. Yep. <clears throat> Even as I sat on a New York City subway train, riding from Queens into Brooklyn, listening to your podcast, I still found it surprising and quaint. Good to know there are fellow New Yorker Sister Speak fans out there. And that was a sweet message, too. Yep. Really looking forward to your Now His Watch Has Ended episode review. R.I.P. Mormont. Tanya. Oh, thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. For the email. And yeah. Uh, uh, having Commander Mormont killed like that, that was a shocker. Yes. You know, but, I mean, within the context of what was happening, it made sense. Because, hey, you got some starving-ass criminals. Yes, that's the Oh, thing. yeah, they're going to do whatever. Yeah. Who are scared for their lives, too. Scared for their lives, yeah. too, see, so, yeah. 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 But thank you for that thank email. Thank you, Tanya. Another New Yorker. Another New Yorker. Now we need to give you a voicemail so we can hear your accent. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I do, accent. too. I love Bunny's accent. Yep. Okay, our next email is from Marilyn. Hey, Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. <clears throat> I'm so glad to hear you, uh, Sister K and Sister J, back to podcasting. I kind of worried about you when you stopped podcasting on Fringe before its final finale. I know. Sister K did that. <sighs> Sister K did that, Marilyn. Marilyn, why do you bring it up every time? Because <laughs> I'm, oh man, I'm, uh, a, I'm a Fringe fanatic. You know I honestly just watched today, earlier today, another episode. Mm. So eventually and how far are you still behind i still have like five damn mm. but it was good so i mean i love my fringe. appetite is wetted but today i probably won't be able to finish it but yeah. yes i, I love to, fringe. i need to finish i think my problem is i'm mm. one of those people that gets in denial and when i know the end is near <laughs> in denial yeah well, not denial but i, I know, know the mean. end is near and mm-hmm. i don't want it to be over so i kind of hold off and hold off and hold so off. So it won't be ended. So it won't be yeah. all the way done. But I'm here to tell you, though, that um, even though the 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 uh, whole series is over, they did an excellent job yeah. with how they 
made everything come together. Oh, and I don't yeah. know if you guys watch Parks and Recreation. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. It is so funny. The last, let's see, I think it was two weeks ago they had an episode where <clears throat> there's a guy on there who's kind of nerdy named Ben, who's Leslie's Oh, let's husband. not go into Wait, it. They have to because it talks about Game of Thrones. They mention Game of Thrones all the time. Really? Yes. And on one episode, like two weeks ago, first of all, um, one of the girls was trying to win a bid on eBay. And she was bidding against someone named, she goes, Tyron Lannister? <laughs> who is this? And, and Donna, who is, um, oh, I can't think of her real name in real life. Uh, she's got a one-word name. She was on the, walking, the Talking Dead. Anyway, she's a comedian. She says, Tyrion Lannister? Oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones? She's like, those the Rocky could get it. She's like, anybody on the show could get it, actually. <laughs> anyway, on this particular episode... Um, Ben, he's kind of nerdy. He was talking about, well, when you went to sleep, I turned on the first season of Fringe to look for plot holes. And he's like, yep, yep, there weren't any. There weren't any. (laughs) And it's just the way they weave in different things about either Game of Thrones or Fringe. Mm -hmm. I just love it. But Fringe is really, in my opinion, it was one of the best written episodes uh, or series in yeah. uh, TV because it was just awesome. The, their backstories, how they went from season to season and everything moved forward, you know, continually. I loved it. I, I love Fringe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Marilyn, let's not go Okay, Marilyn. Let's thank you, Marilyn. Talk- well, I, she's not done yet. Well, no, no, no. But I'm just saying thank you for that Fringe reference so I can take another opportunity no, to get Sister Kay! Stop mentioning it. <laughs> okay, come I'll on. I'll finish eventually, and we'll finish. Okay, so Marilyn goes on to say that she really didn't have any comments that to be read on the podcast. She was giving me some tips on how to get over this cough and the bronchitis. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Thank you, she Marilyn. She says, take care, get better soon. Your fan, Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn. That's very sweet. And sorry, I didn't read that you weren't trying to have this read on the podcast until after... That's because you don't read them until... Yeah, I don't read them. She don't read them beforehand. Yeah, so... All right. Okay, our next email is from Fred. Actually, he sent two. One of them, he said that he found some photos of Brienne online, and he says, isn't she a knockout? She is beautiful. She's gorgeous. Wow, she's pretty. Obviously, she was a model before. Yeah, and, and being so tall, too. Yeah. She's very pretty. Gorgeous. Look at that one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, legs yeah. for days. She is leg, leg, leg. I mean, her. it looks like her legs are double the length of her torso. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you would have to if you were six foot tall. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, Fred's um, email is, um, hey, sisters, first of all, yep. to Angelic Butterfly, a.k.a. Sat- Satanic Cockroach, <laughs> go F yourself. <laughs> then go F yourself some more. <laughs> You are looking for a Game of Thrones podcast and just happened upon Sister Speak, which you only gave five minutes because you found it so bad. Yeah. Then you talk out of the other side of your ass and say to prove it, just go listen to their WD podcast. I don't even know what that was. Oh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah. If you already hated their Walking Dead podcast, then why in the hell would you even bother following Thank you. to their Game of Thrones podcast? Thank you. Stupid B. Stupid bitch. Some people are so dissatisfied in their own life. But they want to bring everyone else down. Absolutely. Miserable B. Yep. He says... Tell him, Fred. Enough of that. Props to Pod. 
he still has the kingdom talking. He showed His little episode with the bendy hose had me missing Rubber Ruby. (laughs) (laughs) Who was Rubber Ruby? True blood. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's great. That's great, Fred. That's great. I bet she'd be um, a piece of Tyrion's armor. I'm not going to say that term because mm-hmm. your talk about everyone knowing that Jon Snow is Ned's bastard got my mind wheel spinning. What if he's not Ned's bastard? Yeah. Ned's sister Lyanna was kidnapped by Rhaegar Targaryen and held captive for some time before the rebellion. What if she were raped or even fell in love with Rhaegar while captive and this union produced oh. Jon Snow? It has been hinted see you and who was it? Sherry? Shalita. Shalita. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We read it just now and I already forgot who said it. But y'all are thinking. Y'all are thinking because I didn't even, I didn't remember that. But now that you're saying it, Fred, yeah. It has been hinted that on her deathbed, Liana made Ned promise her something. What if it was to protect her child? This child would be in danger because of its claim to the throne. Yep. The Targaryens wouldn't accept this child because they didn't breed outside the bloodline. The majority of the kingdom didn't want another Targaryen ruler at the time, so John's life would be in jeopardy here, or there. Mm-hmm. I always wondered why Ned would cheat on Catelyn if he's supposed to be so noble and honest, and I believe he was. The answer is, he didn't. Wouldn't this answer why Ned would never discuss John's mother, not even with King Robert? It yeah. Would also, it would also explain why Ned would allow his firstborn to be treated like less than his other kids. John would then be the ultimate song of ice and fire. Ice from the Stark lineage and fire from the Targaryen lineage. What do y'all think? Oh, that's excellent, Fred. (gasps) Y'all, you are thinking. You and, um... But you know what? Shalita or... Jasmine or whoever it was. That is good because we, because we, 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 we just talked about Ned Stark's conversation with Robert. Yeah. When they was uh, uh, outside eating, and he still wouldn't discuss the no, boy's mom. That would explain he said, that. Robert says something like, he never told me her name. Yeah. Maybe you don't have a name. Well, that's because he's not going to discuss it. That's good, Fred. Yeah. That's good. In closing, I got to say how good it was to see Varys get some satisfaction. Yep. I like the spider more and more. And Khaleesi and her dragons kicked major ass. Major. But how is she going to feed that big ass army? They're going to pillage. I guess. Till next time, love and peace. Alabaster Freddie. Thank you so Thank much you, for that email, Fred. You know, man, you are thinking. Y'all are thinking. That's a good, good theory. Who was it already? I'm already trying to figure out. Remember, I it think it was Shalita. Either Samantha or Taj or Shalita. I don't remember. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, well, already. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. I, I would never have thought of that, though. I didn't even think about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. And the next email is from Mina Mina. Hey, Mina Mina. One, two, three. Ladies, season three, episode four was the best Game of Thrones of all time. When Daenerys told the Unsullied to kill the slave masters, I got chills. Yep. If there is a winter of the Game of Thrones, I definitely want it to be Daenerys. Yep. A winner, excuse a me. A winner. I love how Varys got revenge on the sorcerer that castrated him. Mm-hmm. Who the heck is behind the shenanigans with Theon? Love this plot thread. I am trying to come up with a word to describe Theon, and all I can come up with is douchebag. 
And see, that's what I want to know. Who's behind it? Yeah. Is it uh, Ruth Bolton's bastard? Is it his sister or his daddy? Mm-hmm. Is it, I mean, I'm leaning towards Ruth Bolton's bastard, but at some point, they're going to need to let Rob know. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. I don't know. Hopefully next week we will find out what Jon Snow is up to. Mm-hmm. I am so glad you ladies are back. Mina Mina one two three. Thank you, Mina Mina. Thank you, Mina Mina. Yeah, we gonna have to we gonna have to wait and see <coughs> what what's up with Theon and that whole storyline. Yes. <coughs> okay, our next email is from Leslie. Hey Leslie. Hey Leslie. Hello, sisters. It's taken me a while to screw up the courage to write to you. I discovered your podcast network halfway through season two of The Walking Dead and was thrilled to find out you also cover True Blood and Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've been, that must be, yeah, season three. I've been catching up on all of them. Love your podcast. Sometimes <laughs> they make me laugh so hard I have to rewind and listen over. <laughs> I tell my sister about you all the time and now when I'm ticked off at someone, I say, he or she needs to get bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She need to get bit. Now, what I'm going to say when people start pissing me off, I'm going to look at them and go, Dracarys. <laughs> yeah, they won't like, even know what you them. Uh, They won't even know what you say. Yeah. Whenever I need a good laugh, I replay the Game of Thrones podcast where you both crack up over a listener's comment over what a little hottie really was in his little horn crown. <laughs> yes. I remember that one. That was so funny. That kills me every time. <laughs> that was Sarah or someone. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I've even become a fan of the other fans. They're all so funny and clever that I look forward to hearing their letters as much as the sisters reviews. I know because our, fa- our listeners are just awesome, awesome with their emails. The sisters are the best and so are their listeners. I was going to comment on the latest episode of Game of Thrones. But I don't want this to become a long-ass email. Thank you, girl. I hope you've both fully recovered from your illness. We missed you. And I look forward to joining future conversations. Much love, Leslie in Tulsa. Thank you, Leslie, Thank you, for Leslie. that email. <laughs> that, she's like, if I am ticked off, I say, he or she he needs, needs to, to get, get bit. bit. <laughs> That's a Walking Dead I reference. I love it. I love it. I need oh, to yeah. It. Yeah. We need to keep that I can one. I say that a lot. Especially uh-huh. at work. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, that was great. Okay, our next email is from Tara. Hey, Tara. Hey, heard you guys were sick. That totally sucks. I knew it had to be something more than... Something more that kept... That was keeping you away from your adoring fans. Excuse me. Yeah. However, since the sisters are caught up on the podcast, can we have Sister K back reading? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I told y'all I don't like to read that shit. No offense, but I find it hilarious when Sister J picks on Sister K when she mispronounces a word. Girl, you ain't reading that thing right. I personally feel like it's sibling rivalry with you two. It cracks me up. Okay, on with the show. Oh, so, the sister she's right all the damn time. I do not like reading the emails. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord Varys, what in the world? I don't blame him for finally getting his revenge. But Varys's lesson to Tyrion was so well taught from yep. a higher level that Tyrion, I think, has to learn from Varys on this matter. Exactly. <clears throat> 
Varys has not wasted time nor energy in getting revenge from the sorcerer. Even though Varys says he was cut as a young boy, let's say Varys is now in his 40s. The spider waits maybe 30 years to get his, mm-hmm. waiting and plotting. Mm-hmm. Tyrion has to do the same. Did the ladies catch what Varys had to do to, to survive after the sorcerer casted him out in the streets of Mir? Yep. Varys said he had to do whatever he had to do to scrape by every degrading task. Every this degrading makes me task. Think he had to probably steal and maybe prostitute himself. He said he had to use every body part that he still had, had left. That he, he had, had left. left. Yep. Yep. He has probably learned how to wait, analyze how to wait, analyze people, their reasons for doing things. Ferris always has had information about people. That's why he is able to hide in the shadows and not be the most prominent person in King's Landing. Exactly. He really is the spider. Lastly, did the ladies catch when Varys was about to open the box? He had to wash his hands and check himself in the mirror. Like what he was about to do was a ritual or a reflection of some sort. Exactly. All I have to say is that after playing Varys is awesome. Yep. Quite thrilling. You know, I did notice that. Yes. He turned around and rinsed his hands it's off. It's ritualistic And kind of looked for in the him. mirror. Mm-hmm. So who else did he get revenge on? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it made me think of something else. How does he go to the bathroom if he's been all cut? That, that's a little TMI. No, but I'm, it's, it, I would want to know. Oh, Lord. It's just like when you were a kid and back when we had the NASA program and they would talk to you about astronauts and you would go to the museum and see their spacesuits and I'd wonder, well, how do they go to the bathroom? Let's move on. It's still interesting to me. I'd want to know how do you go to the bathroom in space? Mercy, Lord. <clears throat> Somebody needs to do a documentary. Oh, please. Everybody already knows that by now. They pee in a cup. It's just like giving a, a urine exam. They have a little tube. Well, if the cup is it's floating, like, it's how like you going to do it? It's, in- like, it's like a catheter or anything else, but it's built into the suit. Ugh. That's enough not to go in space for me. Oh, Lord. Come on. Okay. She says, uh... Uh, oh yeah, quite thrilling. Tara using a golden chamber pot with a rose stamped on it. Mm. It's her P.S. And she says that she doesn't need to be in the feedback contest. That just having the podcast is enough for her. Oh, well, that's sweet, Tara. But we'll put your name in there anyway. Yeah, yeah maybe you'll win. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Thank you for that wonderful email. Okay, and our last email is from Paris. Hey, Paris! Hello! Hello again, sisters. Hope everyone is feeling well. Let me start by saying, please forgive me, it's a long one. Uh Uh-oh. Holy shit, this was one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones to date. Yep. Hell, I'd say one of the best episodes of television, period. Me too! I didn't think it was possible for me to feel any, to feel even a hint of sympathy for the Kingslayer. Seeing Jamie defeated and then literally kicked in the mud had me feeling some kind of way, though. Mm. It also showed that despite what a terrible person he is, even Brienne couldn't stand to see him beaten like that. I could. Maybe there is... Because you're evil. <laughs> That's why. Most people would have felt a twinge. Mm. <laughs> Maybe there is a spark of humanity in him after all. A Lannister. Who'd have thunk it? Mm. Well, yeah. I love Tyrion Lannister. Well, yeah, I but hey, you just wait till Jamie has figured out a way to fight with his left hand, please. He's going to be back to the same shithole that he is. 
he wasn't an asshole before. Now he did throw. Oh yeah, Brandon he was. Off. We didn't he already, was just haughty. We we didn't already talk about that. You know he didn't done some shit. They just spoiled ass because they rich all they life. My father, my father. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, he says, all of their scenes had me drawn in. I know. You just know when he's on screen, you're about to get an earful of everybody's business in King's Landing. Yeah, I know it. I was shocked we got the story of how he was made a eunuch. I know. And even more surprised, he had the sorcerer locked in a box. Mm-hmm. He literally has his hands in everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I couldn't help but laugh when Lady Elena called him out as a spider in the garden. Yep. It's clear where Marjorie gets her reading skills from. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of which, girl was playing Joffrey like a violin. Uh-huh. Plucked a few strings and he was literally bouncing around at her feet. Yep. Now you know Cersei has already peeped that out and is PO'd. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, for a minute, I thought Marjorie was about to walk Joffrey's ass right out into a mob. So did Cersei, apparently, because she went running to daddy. I love, love, love when Tyron read her butt right quick. Yep. And then shut the library down, that bitch. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell to the yes. <laughs> I know, that was so good. That was good. Now, a scene that almost gave me a heart attack was when Theon thought his rescuer was leading him to safety. <laughs> nope. His ass then got led around in one big circle right back to the torture chamber. Yep. What's worse is this guy seems to be completely fucking psychotic and sociopathic Cause he murdered all his people just to keep up the facade. Yeah, I thought I recognized him when I first saw him. The actor playing him is Ewan Rion from another great show called Misfits. Hmm. Did y'all see the look of glee on his face when Theon realized where they were? Yeah, poor Theon is in for it. He is. You know what? That's true. That dude did have like this oh grin. Oh, excitement. It was look like on mischievous. Like yeah. He's even crazier than yeah, he Come looked on. like a crazy ass who sadistic. Yep. who gets off on that stuff. I don't know what the hell happened to the remaining soldiers from the Night's Watch, but they have lost their ever loving minds. Yeah, Sam got up, grabbed the girl, the baby, and booked it the hell out of Dodge. Wow. Yeah, but Sam don't know where he going. No, but she does. Hopefully. Yeah, let's hope. Finally, my favorite part of the entire episode, Sister K, you called it. Daenerys did exactly what we hoped she would. She made sure she had full control over that army. The trade was done, and she gave the command in her mother tongue, Dracarys. Yeah. I was cheering so loud, I'm sure people thought I was crazy. Then when she freed all of them and asked if they would still fight, she became my favorite character of the series. Yeah. Yes. That last scene of the Unsullied army marching out of Astapor with the dragons flying over them was absolutely beautiful. I love it. This season season is letting us have it, sisters. Hope this makes it ta- in time. Can't wait to hear from you, Paris. Thank you, Paris, Thank you, Paris. for Paris. that email. And yes, that last scene where they're marching out of Astapor and the dragons are, are flying over. I didn't think it looked uh, CGI or nothing. I, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I liked it. Excellent. The only thing was when they flapped his wing, he looked a little cgi Oh, but. no. I loved it. I, I just, uh, that was the best scene ever. That was the best episode. Uh, I For think so it, many reasons, though. I think it's maybe the second best episode of the whole series. For me, the, the first uh, best episode was the finale of season one. Yeah, when she had the babies. Where she hatched the babies. Mm-hmm. That was That was awesome. 
that and it was so unexpected it was just like well see i still remember wow. as like the most memorable when ned got killed because that was so shocking to me in mm-hmm. a series the lead character because he was the lead character at the time yeah. getting killed and then her having the babies and then for season two was when she got her babies back yeah said dracarys and looked that sucker up yeah but that still wasn't as impressive this as was the this best, one yeah yeah as this episode. Yeah, she kill was... Kill all your fucking masters! Kill them all. Kill her. Oh, she said kill everybody with I a whip. The Nora Stormborn of Hostagarian mm-hmm. and Valerian is my I love it. tongue, baby. I can't wait for uh, the next episode, though. I it's going to be it's awesome. It's going to be good. I hope. If they keep mm-hmm. up with her... Yep. And don't skip her, you know. Okay. All right. Well, that was a long-ass podcast. It's a long-ass podcast, y'all. Yes, Mm. but thank you so much for your feedback. We love it. And we know some of it's motivated by the contest and for the awesome episode, but we don't care. We love it. Yeah, we love that feedback, though. Yeah, so keep Keep it up. Keep it up. We have one more week for our feedback contest. Yep. The deadline is going to be Friday, May 3rd. Yep. Um, five o'clock, I think we said, Central Time. Yeah. Central Standard U.S. Time. So get your feedback in early. We're going to try to podcast a little bit early this week. So. Well, we ain't prom. I'm not promising, but. Friday. I- so get your feedback in. You can do that by sending us an email at sisterspeak at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is sisterspeakpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash sisterspeakpodcast. We are on Twitter at underscore sister J and underscore sister K. And um, you can also leave us a voicemail at, um, oh, I used to have the voicemail, 972-755-1215. Or you can send us an audio file like Miss Tammy did. Yeah. Just send it to us um, by email, which is really easy to do on your iPhone and probably on Android. It's easy as well. Yeah. <coughs> and we would love to hear from you and let us know if you would like us to read it or not read it on the, on the podcast. And yeah. We'll honor your, yeah. your uh, wishes. Yeah. All right. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.